0: Hello and welcome to Franchise Me. I'm Ryan. And I'm Andrew. And this is the show where two friends go on a journey to find the ultimate movie franchise. Each week we will talk about a film or films in a series, breaking them down and seeing if they are truly worthy of being in a franchise. As we finish different series, we will compare and rank them among each other in order to find out which one is truly the best. This week we take the side roads as we break down Fast and Furious Presents, Hobbs and Shaw.
1: Andrew, we are back. Week nine. Week nine. We're here. We're God. We're so close to ending the Fast and Furious franchise. Week nine, not F nine. Not F nine. The- Oddly enough, there's ten movies in this saga, and one of them is a spinoff. Yes, and this is the one, as you wonderfully put. We're on the side road this week. We're taking a little, take a little back road, if you will, a little <laughs> detour, going down Hobbs and Shaw Lane. Yeah, but well, who who gets the
0: spinoff? Is it is it the ladies of the Fast and Furious? Is it Roman and Tej? No, it is not. Is it Leo and
1: Santos? Oh God, I wish. God, I wish. But uh, it is the one and only Hobbs and Shaw. Hobbs and Shaw. Look, we're going to talk about this. Obviously, this is our first spinoff movie of this franchise. There's a lot here. It's going to be an interesting conversation <laughs> for, uh, for both of us. We've talked a little bit about this movie off mic. We have a lot to kind of unpack here. I think. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah. Th- <laughs> this is a a. It's a big movie, it's long. Yeah. It's big. It's action-packed. It's, it's got-, got...
1: It's got big d- <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I couldn't resist. No, I think we're going to have to talk about it. We're going to have to do a section on it. And, you know, it is what it is. I mean, it's... Unfortunately, it's kind of part of the DNA of this movie. Um, <laughs> quite a bit. I mean, yeah. it is... It, it is like a through line through this yeah. entire it's a thread through the entire movie. That's something I think we'll revisit at the we'll end. We'll revisit here. at the yeah. end, yeah. But no, this is this is
0: definitely uh it's interesting because this is a spin off and it does feel like a spin off. Yeah. Big time. Uh you know,
1: this this is something completely different. Honestly, this is Fast and Furious and almost name alone. Yeah. This for me, like I, I, I think I texted you this when I was watching it. It it is vastly different from the saga movies. Yeah. Uh big time. Like it feels like a spin off. Like, if you're, if you're going to this movie hoping for, like, a car movie, this isn't the movie for you. No. It is no. not. This is much more of, and I think you've classified it as this a few times, a buddy cop film. Yeah. More th- than
0: anything. I'm really interested. I, I actually have seen people online who did something like this. Mm-hmm. If you watched the first movie and then didn't watch anything in between and just went to this, <laughs> you're probably going, did I walk into the wrong theater? Right, like, right. what is... <laughs> What is happening? What is going on here? Yeah, it's very interesting. and Honestly, I'm really excited to break it down. Yeah. Let's get into it. Yes. Uh, release date, August 2nd, 2019. Mm. So this is one of the newer films. Yeah. Released only a couple years ago. Yep. Because it is newer, I do want to say, you know, with this and with F9, I do want to say, uh, just give a little bit of warning. We do have spoiler talks here. Uh, we just open flat out spoilers, everything. If for whatever reason you haven't watched this in the last couple years, it was released just a heads up. I'm not going to mention it with the other movies. The original Fast and Furious is 20 years old. If you haven't seen it at that point. That's then on you. That's on that's you. On you. you know, we but... don't feel bad for you. <laughs> but if you haven't watched this one, I don't know why you're listening to this. Right. So, I agree. Uh, Good call. Uh, I want you to listen to this. Please listen to this. But, 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 but <laughs> Watch you know. the
1: movie first if you're looking to uh, actually watch it. Yeah. Directed
0: by David Leitch. This is a, a new name here in this franchise. Mm-hmm. You know, we've had Rob Cohen. We've had... Uh, John Singleton, we've had Justin Lin, James Wan, yeah, uh, F. Gary Gray, and now here we have David
1: Leach. They've run the gamut, man. It's, so there's a lot of different directors attached, and it makes sense that this is uh, David Leach. Um, it's the spinoff movie, you know. Yeah. I mean, they, they weren't going to get Justin Lin; so, he wasn't going to do it.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Do you, are you familiar with David Leach?
1: And his no, work? no, I actually didn't look. up So book.
0: I think he kind of had a background in like stunts, maybe?
1: Oh, okay. Um, it comes from a stunt background.
0: Uh, I think he worked... I haven't looked into this part, mm-hmm. but I think he worked a little bit on at least one of the Matrixes because he has an Ooh. attachment with uh, Keanu Reeves because David Leitch was a uncredited co-director on John Wick. Oh, So So he, ha- he has another guy that he kind of works with. Sure. And he was like a producer on... The I think all the John Wick movies, but the first one specifically, he was like a co-director, and the guy he worked with has got the kind of got the credit. Oh, that's And Keanu kind of pulled them in to help with the John Wick movies because he kind of has the action, like the action sequences and stuff. Right. He also did, uh, I believe, he did Atomic Blonde, uh, and he did Deadpool
1: 2. Ooh, interesting! Two so, good movies. Yeah, Atomic Blonde, I, I, uh, very good. Uh, I know there's a staircase sequence in that that's very famous. So I've never seen it. Um, so I know that, yeah, and uh, Deadpool 2, obviously. A good movie, I think. I think a good movie. Yeah,
0: I I think I might like it better than the first movie, actually. Yeah, a good sequel.
1: Yeah, and actually that's something that
0: we will kind of talk about here because I think you can kind of feel a lot of the Deadpool 2 vibe vibe with this. Oh,
1: yeah. It really pushes the PG-13 rating here, I think. Yeah. Big time. This is written by Chris Morgan and Drew Pierce. Chris Morgan, a returning name, as we know, has written almost every one of these movies since three since three and yeah he comes on for the spinoff and I think his production company is also attached to this correct and who's the other writer Drew Pierce Drew Pierce I I haven't looked
0: him up I don't know anything about him I don't know much about him Um, but I know know, we have kind of mentioned in the last couple weeks that we knew that Chris Morgan wasn't coming back for nine, and right. I kind of assumed incorrectly that that meant he was done. I didn't even think that because he was he was working on this, right? So he didn't do nine, right? Uh, but if, from what I understand, and from what I could find, he will be back for ten and eleven. He'll be right in the finale. So as yeah. far as I know, they got so the original crew. That was kind of our worry about that. I was also getting it mixed up with, like I mentioned to you, um, some issues with, like, producer Neil Morwitz. Yeah, Who, yeah. again, that's something, and maybe in the retrospective episode, we can talk about that a little bit sure, more. yeah. I guess I kind of mixed up the stories a little bit. I've been sucking up a lot of uh, Fast and Furious information. <laughs> Sometimes I get my wires It comes crossed. out
1: a little uh, all over the place, but that's okay, <laughs> you know?
0: I know we both have kind of, uh, over the last couple of weeks... Developed a respect for Chris Morgan. Big time. um, Especially starting with like five. Yeah. You know. And seeing really what he's capable of. Yeah. Yeah. And and it's interesting that he is attached to this. And that there's somebody else with this as well. And I wonder if.
1: I think you can see the influence from both of them.
0: It'd be interesting to kind of break down and maybe see who is responsible for what. Because I feel like chris morgan may be more responsible for the stuff that we liked more and some of the stuff we kind of criticized more i think might Mm. be drew pierce and again i
1: don't know i don't know what now that see i didn't know there was two writers on this, but now that you told me that i i think you might be right because you know again i think there are stuff that there, there are things in this movie that we really really like and i think that's the chris morgan stuff and then there are a lot of things that aren't great maybe some dialogue choices maybe some uh constant jokes that keep coming up that you don't want to hear anymore <laughs> was maybe drew pierce <laughs> yeah. and again i i have not looked into how much
0: they wrote did chris morgan write the script and drew drew pierce did do a rewrite did right. vice versa i have no idea right. okay i don't want to or did I'm, they I'm,
1: actually collaborate yeah I, I'm,
0: right. I'm not trying to be quoted as as claiming anything i don't know what the relationship between the two of them is i have right. not looked into it that much it's kind of hard to find that information right right However, it is, I would be very interested to kind of see the working progress or the working right. relationship between the two of them and kind of who's responsible for what. Right. But that's right. something we'll get into. Uh, let's talk about the cast. Let's do it. So we have starring Dwayne Johnson as Luke Hobbs, Jason Statham as Deckard Shaw, Idris Elba as Brixton Lore, Vanessa Kirby as Hattie Shaw, Isa Gonzalez as Margarita slash Madam M, Cliff Curtis as Jonah Hobbs. Helen Mirren as Magdalene, Queenie Shaw, Roman Reigns as Matteo Hobbs, and featuring Ryan Reynolds as Victor Locke, and Kevin Hart as Air Marshal Dinkley.
1: Oh, yes. Oh, two little yes. Uh,
0: two little cameos two in cameos, there. Cameos,
1: which is very exciting to talk about. We can get to those. Yeah. It is a very uh, strange cast, kind of. It's a weird cast. I mean, you know, right off the bat, outside of Hobbs and Shaw, there are no returning fast and furious no. characters i nope. mean i guess you can kind of count helen mirian but she yeah, pops we, up an eight she counts i would she count pops her. up an eight in a cameo role but you know outside of her it's a completely different cast all the way around you know they didn't they didn't even get owen they didn't even get um luke evans to come and back they as don't owen. even mention him they don't even movie. mention it he's not even like what well, was he brought up i don't i, I don't think they it. say his name but i think there are moments where they I say i didn't even hear
0: him I didn't hear anything about brother. I heard your sister, your sister, your sister, but i never heard them say anything about I, I brother. I felt
1: like there was a thing where they said your your sister and your brother. But maybe it wasn't. I I probably mixed it up, but they could not get Luke Evans, which uh, was surprising to me considering that focused so much on the sister. I'm like, you really couldn't get Owen? Could they not get him or did he could not they want not to do him it? it? Or,
0: maybe they didn't want him. Maybe, yeah, they, didn't maybe want they
1: didn't want him for the movie. Maybe it just didn't fit. But a uh, really weird cast, like you said. Um, no returning Fast characters outside of Mirren, Hobbs, and Shaw. And that's what makes this so different. Also, that's what makes um, the movie feel different.
0: You do get the returning character of the daughter as well.
1: Oh, yeah. The daughter's but back But she well. is yeah. played by a different actress. It's a different actress. Now, I honestly didn't notice.
0: Oh, wow.
2: Because wow, yeah, I kind of thought maybe I just, she grew I, up. And
0: that's I, I, what I thought. I thought she was just older. She has such a minor role in these movies that right. like, I'm not... First off, and I've mentioned this before, I'm terrible with faces. <laughs> but also, she's such a small role in these movies that I never noticed, like... Oh, like I thought she looked different, but I thought maybe she just grew up. Like it's been right. two years, so well, I figured she just grew up. That's what I thought.
1: I saw. I was watching. It and I was like, I was like, oh yeah, she's just older now. I didn't even think that it was like a different actress. That's yeah. wild. Wow. <laughs> um, yeah, that's really cool. Yeah. Uh, so I guess that's really the only returning characters. Well, but who in
0: this in this uh, cast, you know, stood out to you? You know, who do you really want to kind of okay, talk about? So here's and... who
1: I want to talk about. Really, first off, I just want I I want to start with Idris Elba. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah, loved him. I thought he was great. Great villain, really good performance. You know, Idris Elba is one of those actors that just, he comes into a project like this, a big franchise, and he knows exactly what he's supposed to do. Yeah. And he delivers. And he's really good in this movie. I really liked him. Favorite villain? I don't think. But uh, easily one of my top three. He was really good in the role. I liked him. He's actually, you know, uh, for later in the episode, he's in one of my favorite scenes. When we do favorite scene, um, he's in my favorite scene. I just thought he was very menacing. I couldn't believe uh, that they let Idris Elba beat up... Hobbs and Shaw as much as he did (laughs) knowing the point system. Yeah. I couldn't believe they let him do as much as he did. I think they reference the point system in this movie. They do. I was going to mention it. And we're going to talk about that. (laughs) They absolutely do. (laughs) They reference it. And I was like when I was watching this I was like I can't believe they're letting him beat them up as much as he like he gets like three scenes where he wins and I'm like oh my god they're really letting him he does, but at the same time, we're he, like he, like went, dominate he the dominates
0: fight. the fight, but he, they always manage to kind of one-up him in the end to get away. I really liked Idris Elba. I really liked his performance. Yeah. Like you mentioned, he knows what he's doing. I had problems with the character, which I think is fair to separate the two. Oh, absolutely. Uh, all, the, my biggest one is, is and, and this is something we will probably talk about later, but we're talking about the character. We might as well bring it up now. Sure. This character and, and kind of this whole organization takes this franchise... To a very strange level. Yeah. And I've always felt like the Fast and Furious movies, while as ridiculous and kind of stupid they are, they always felt like the world that they are in, not what they're doing, but the world that they are Mm -hmm. in, was always kind of grounded and realistic.
1: Yes. And
0: now we are in a world where... This terrorist organization is implementing technology into people's bodies and creating... Superhumans. Superhumans, Terminators, Robocops, basically, like, really this science fiction element into this franchise. And I don't want to get off base here, but I'll just say this, and we can talk about it later. If The Rock and Statham made a separate movie and they wanted to make this science fiction action movie, that's fine. But it felt like they are now kind of hijacking this whole franchise and yeah. doing whatever they want to do. And now, because like, what they, this is set in the same world. So what
1: happens in this movie has implications on the rest of the franchise. Wow. This, is, this is a conversation for later. Let's, let's wow. No, I, I see exactly what you're saying. We're going to get there. We're going to yeah. get there. Let's start let's, let's let's with the characters. Let's keep going with the cast. But I totally see what but, you're but saying. No, we I, can have that conversation. I
0: like that you're Jerselba. I wasn't a big fan of his character. He does feel a little, at some points he does feel a little bumbling. Like they always manage to get yeah. one up on him. And I, and, I mean, he's kind of, and that's like a classic villain. He's too cocky. Like right, you know, when, when right. he has him, he could, like he has him chained up. Yeah, movie's over right there. Right, right. And, and he decides to torture him, torture him, torture yes, him, and it bites him. Yes, yes, him, You know, and, and that's fine. That's classic. You know, that's not this movie. That's every action movie, right? Mm-hmm. But I really like them. You're absolutely right. Yeah, I, re- I really, really like
1: Um I actually like the name Brixton. I think that's oh, a yeah. great name. Oh, Brixton, Brixton. War? Brixton. That's, that's a Brixton great name. War? That's a great movie name. <laughs> we talked about that with Roman Pierce. It's yeah. a great movie name. Uh, but moving on, I think another person who really stands out to me in this cast was uh, Vanessa Kirby yeah yeah as Hattie Shaw I, I actually think she's probably the standout of I this think movie. she is too yeah. she's really good she's the best part of this movie yeah absolutely like Hattie Shaw as a character is like surprisingly like really got me I was like this is really like she's she can fight on her own almost as dangerous no not even as dangerous she is even more so dangerous than yeah. her brother Deckard yeah she is more dangerous than Deckard but also more intelligent which I really liked. She is, she is like stands on her own, can handle herself. I mean, literally gets herself out of like, you know, when she's chained down or like strapped down, she can get out of it. And I feel like with Deckard, you don't see that. I feel like if he's strapped down, somebody has to come help him. Yeah. um, Because he doesn't have that intelligence factor. Whereas Hattie Shaw has this intelligence factor about her and is also just like physically a threat and I really enjoyed that, and I, I loved whenever she was about to take somebody down. Are you new here? Are you new here? And then would take them down. I was yeah. like, that's awesome. I really liked it. But yeah, she's excellent. What do you think?
0: No, I mean she absolutely is is the standout of this movie. She's great. She she nails the action sequences. She actually really does feel sincere, mm-hmm. and she continues this tradition of like this franchise having really just awesome tough female characters. Yes, and, and kind of breaks some of the you know other problems that they've had with. Female characters. Mm -hmm. I don't think that in this movie at all, she is sexualized, physically sexualized at all. There's a couple comments or conversations about her that, you know, aren't the best. But that's not her fault, you know. And, you know, there's like, what is it? There's like a scene where she's climbing in the car or something and she's like on the rock's lap and there's kind of like... They just glance at each other. It's not
1: really... um, yeah, it's it, it it's it, I didn't really uh No, uh, no, it's like, it's but I, it's I, not like she's never in a bikini. She's, she's never, never in a bikini. And even at that scene they kind of had already established that there was kind of a spark between yeah, them, yeah. so it, it kind of made sense to me.
0: Yeah, I, that that felt more of a like actual like romantic comedy type of moment right, right. versus like an actual like an over sexualization yeah. or whatever cuz they they are kind of hinting that maybe there's a possible relationship blooming between the two characters. Yes. But yeah, no, she's never in a bikini. She never, she's never. They're never showing off her body. Right. She's never, you know, doing anything like that. She's just smart. She's tough. She's she's really cool. She's right. she's great. And and I like that. You know, it's like a shawl, but like going going straight. Like yeah. a, a shawl <laughs> that's actually like. And again, we can talk about this later. We do kind of learn more about that. Decker shawl himself isn't that bad. Right. But but this is like what if it, what if there's a shawl that is doing the right thing. you know, straight and and narrow. And I I like that aspect (laughs) of it. And this whole family, this whole Shaw family,
1: I really kind of want to see a Shaw movie. So I I wanted to mention this felt more like a Shaw movie than a Hobbs and Shaw movie. That's something I want to talk about too. We can talk about that too. Like obviously it shifts to Hobbs in like the last 50 minutes. To be fully honest... This felt more like a Shaw movie to me. Was there anybody else you wanted to like that stood out to you? Because I already mentioned well, Idris and Vanessa Kirby. I but... want to
0: look at. I'm trying to look at the main cast before I kind of talk okay, about cool. the the the. You know, I have well,
1: to. Well, the two. Do you want to mention the two mains? You want to just talk? Yeah, about, I mean, Dwayne, Dwayne and Jason,
0: Dwayne, uh, The Rock, and Jason Statham. Sure. You know, he's he's The Rock. I call him The he's Rock. He's The Rock. I call you him know, Dwayne. Uh, you know, but <laughs> I don't have him on speed dial. I don't want to call him Dwayne. Sure. So The Rock no, and
1: Jason Statham.
0: Uh, the Rock at this point can play this character in his sleep. And I think he he does a good job overall. Again, you mentioned there's some dialogue and there's some stuff. Again, I'd kind of be interested to see, like, what is these writers kind of putting things into his mouth and what is kind of The Rock coming up with some stuff. Because some of this stuff feels like maybe it's rock improv and, and maybe, you know...
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think there was some rock improv and I think there was some Statham improv because they they are producers on this movie. They
0: are. And and I think the one big problem I have with this, and I think it's more The Rock than it is Statham, but I guess you could say for both of them is it feels like in this movie more than any other ones, he is essentially The Rock. And he's not really Luke Hobbs anymore. Yeah, like he, yeah. there are scenes that I believe that he is his character. Again, I still like the relationship he has with his daughter, even mm-hmm. though it's a different actress. Right, I think that those very sweet. I think there's a lot of that. That is kind of a lot of those moments are kind of the heart of the movie. I agree with you. Um, they're not. There's not enough of those. And a lot of them are like done over the phone, which I think you know it, it doesn't diminish it by any means. But the the scene in the beginning and even the scene at the end, kind of where they're together, is really sweet. It's really I would like sweet. to see more of yeah, that. Yeah. But he does feel overall like he's just kind of the rock. Like he's doing rock things. He's you mentioned to me off camera. I mean, and I have it for later. He's
1: just basically doing his shtick from yes, wrestling. He is. He's literally doing the rock, the character. And from before, wrestling. like. Before, like when he was doing the
0: rock bottom in a fight scene, that <laughs> felt
1: like that. Yeah, that's that a nod. Like a, that felt like a nod and ode. Yeah. Yeah,
0: but it was still, it still fit into the choreography of the of the movie. Like right. they, he didn't stop what he was doing. And do it. Like, it fit into the, you know... Yeah. it just kind of like they were
1: fighting and he grabs him and then he takes him down. Yeah. And it happened to be a rock bottom. Yeah. Right. Whereas this was like, he was leaning into the character to the point where he was referencing his WWE career. Yeah. Like, some of his famous lines. Like, oh, I'm going to take this and turn it sideways and shine it up and all this stuff. Yeah. like... You're like, oh, my God. Like, you're right. I'm like, yeah. is he literally the rock in this movie? Is yeah. that what he's going for? Because I, I think you're absolutely right. Hobbes kind of disappeared for me in this, where yeah. the Hobbs that I remembered from Fast Five and Fast and Furious Six, even Seven. And Eight. And Eight. We loved them in Eight. We loved them in Eight. Again, I think it was a writer's thing. And they put a lot of st- words in his mouth, I think. And I think you're right. I think there was maybe some improv on his part. And I'm not entirely sure why they decided to go this direction with the character. Nah. To me, it kind of took away a lot of stuff that was interesting about Hobbes. And it just seemed more like, okay, let's just let The Rock be The Rock. And yeah. let's not let him be Hobbes now. Let's let him be The Rock. Yeah. And I, I, again, I think that maybe that was because he was producing this movie and he had more of a say in the final look of this character. Yeah. And I guess that's what they agreed on. I think he's good. I think his performance is good. And and I think where he shines
0: the most is in his chemistry with Jason Statham. There's no denying that chemistry. No, no. And and, and Statham, again, I think you probably say a lot of the same stuff about Statham, but I think the problem with The Rock is that at least for us we're more familiar with him because he was in, he's been well he's been in the public eye and he's been a part of our lives since we were literally children since we were children and yeah. and we grew up we both grew up you know watching wrestling yep, in absolutely. the peak uh, late 90s early 2000s attitude era maybe at, you know and 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 watching him at the peak of his career yeah. and seeing this characters that like so when he goes into this in one of his movies we're going we're the Leonardo DiCaprio meme going there oh that that's that, that's something from wrestling <laughs> hey, hey, hey.
1: That's a great meme. That's a great Uh, meme. That
0: that, that is us, you know, oh he's doing he's doing his stuff. He's doing his stuff. Whereas Jason Statham, I'm I know his work, but I'm not familiar with him as a person. So if he is being Jason Statham in this movie, I can't tell because I don't know what Jason Statham
1: is like. It almost felt like maybe that was a treat for like the British fans who maybe are more familiar with his work. Yeah. Um or him as a person. Or him as a person. Like again, I, I, I think he he has more of a celebrity in England than he does here I, and not to say he's not big here he is a very bankable star in America but Something tells me that there is, like, an audience in the United Kingdom yeah. who probably recognize him more for who he is. And I think maybe some of the stuff he was doing in the movie was meant for them and not really us. Like I said, the only reference I caught was his reference to the Italian job. Yeah, a, yeah.
0: Well, um, th- there's but, definitely references to his career and stuff. But, like, like to him personally, like, we look at The Rock and, like, oh, that just feels like... Like, I, I've seen a lot of Rock interviews. Like, that felt like The Rock in an interview, yeah. right? I don't... have remember, i seen a lot of of interviews... I think Statham. I feel like I guess because it's his sister, like he gets a little bit more of like to do, maybe like like a little right. bit maybe more. Like he kind of gets. I think he kind of gets the arc in this movie. Agreed. If that makes sense, yeah, you know, because because well, they set up in the beginning with with you know with Helen Mirren, where she's like, oh, you you need to reach out to your sister. You need to fix your relationship with the sister. This whole movie is kind of it feels like kind of a is the redemption arc of Deckard Shaw, we learn that Deckard Shaw yeah. isn't that bad of a guy. Yeah. And like I mentioned to you last week that, you know, we saw that last last movie as well with F8, that they are trying to turn him into a, a hero, now a good guy, yeah. a, a member of this family. Yeah. And they, they have him kind of win over Vin Diesel and then now it's revealing that, you know, he really didn't actually do the stuff he was credited for doing. He was, right. you know, he kind of turned down this offer and they ruined his name. Right. Right. And then I guess because he already had this reputation, when his brother goes down, he just decides to act out. Right. And that's really seven, when we see him in seven, is really the only time he's been a bad person. That's
1: kind of like him acting out in seven. Yeah, because he's also probably angry that his his brother was taken down and his name was ruined. Yeah. His career is ruined. Yeah. And it's interesting because I like you just mentioned with um with F eight it's kind of like these two movies, if you watch them together, they really are just the redemption of Deckard Shaw. Yeah. I mean, both of these movies have redemption arcs for this character. Yeah. And it, it really is just him becoming a better person, which I think is a really fascinating way to take this. There there are some issues with it, as we talked about with like the Justice for Han thing and stuff. Yeah. Like, there's, there's definitely a little bit of issue with redeeming this character. But at the same time if he's not interesting. You yeah. know, if he's not a good character.
0: I think that that, and I mentioned this last week, I think that that 100% is why they brought back Han. Because yeah. I went to the Reddit discussion from when this movie was released, right? And people were talking about this film. Yeah. Half the comments were, this was really fun, but didn't he kill Han? Yeah. Like, I I, I, I want to like him, but he killed Han. Right. Like, so like they had to kind of do two complete this redemption arc the only thing they can do is be like he didn't actually kill him you know like he's still alive so you know we are going to obviously get to f9 next week yes and we are going to finally get that answer i have somewhat of an idea i don't know the details like i know kind of the basis of what happens but i don't know the
1: details yeah i'm hoping to get more i'm i'm hoping that there is a scene with him and han and there is some sort of uh, I don't think you're gonna get that. We're not gonna get that. I think really. he,
0: I think Statham is a cameo in this movie. He's cre- he's credited as a cameo. So I don't think he's gonna get that. Hmm.
1: Um you may get that in the future. Do you think they're gonna wrap it up in ten Because I there needs to be a scene for that with you. Yeah. Like I really need a scene where there is like an apology and a forgiveness. For his redemption arc to be complete, that is needed, I think. Yeah.
0: But it feels weird because I feel like you can really kind of break down a lot of these last couple of movies just trying to redeem this character. Yeah. And, yeah. and and win him over to the audience. And it's right. like, well, actually, you know, he's he's helping out now. Well, actually, he didn't do any of the bad stuff. <laughs> and, and it's like, well, he killed Han.
2: But he didn't. He didn't. He didn't. <laughs> well, hang on a second.
0: <laughs> he blew that car, but but he's okay. He's, he's okay. okay. Han me. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I made it. He was just acting out,
0: you know. Yeah. Uh, you know. So even though we've seen it, how many times have we seen that car blow up? Three. Three, and I'm maybe a fourth time when we watch <laughs> F9. Who knows? And it, and and I mean, literally, there, there's a line in this movie that is directly referencing that he says, "I have done things in my life that I need to redeem myself for, yes. or I need to pay for, or whatever." Yeah, pay penance um, for. It. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And. It is interesting. So I, I did lean more into the I enjoyed Statham
1: over The Rock. I think The Rock... I, w- I did too. I think yeah. The Rock was kind of more of the the comedic elements, I funny think. Funny enough, yeah. And I think, again, I think you're right. I think that plays into the dialogue and the rock improv that was going yeah. on. There definitely was a more comedic edge to Hobbes uh, this time around. And I think that ended up... It's funny, but in a way, I, you know, I, I think it kind of not hurt the character of Hobbes but it definitely made Hobbes less interesting to me. Yeah. And Shaw had such a good arc that I was like, I like his story more. I really do, which yeah. is why it felt more like a Shaw movie. <laughs> and we'll talk about that. But um, yeah, but I mean, that's how I feel about those two yeah. for the most part. And but
0: again, their chemistry between each other is great. I liked it when it was more a uh, natural and like them interacting. Yeah. I actually, I kind of in my head, and again, I'm not a writer, I'm not a filmmaker, neither are you, surprising. So like, we might pitch something and it may be complete crap. Who knows, right? But in my head, I kind of was able to piece together, like, this is how I would have done it. And, and to me, it works a little bit better yeah. of kind of how you introduce them to each other in this right, movie. Right. To create more of the natural chemistry mm-hmm. in this movie. And I think, like, the scenes, like, when, when they're jumping down the the side of the building together and Statham just takes the elevator, like, that works for me better <laughs> that's a great scene that yeah. works for me better as, as a comedic element versus like them sitting there and going your face is stupid your voice is horrible I hate you yeah that's like that,
1: that one didn't work for me I, I think I think you're right I think the comedy elements come out more in those action moments where you see you know, just a moment where you know there's that moment, obviously, where um, you know uh, Hobbs jumps out and grabs the rope and goes down, and then he takes the elevator. And then there's the later scene where Hobbs ejects Shaw from the uh, <laughs> plane first. He's like, he's like one, and shoots him out, and it's, it's really funny. He goes, he goes, oh Hobbs, you know, he's like, I hate you, Hobbs. It's really great. Yeah. So like, I I, and I think those action moments work yeah. really well, uh, like trying to kind of like say, I don't I don't listen to anybody type, like nobody gives me orders type deal. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it, it is certainly, uh, the chemistry is there still. Yeah.
0: You're right. I liked how they used them, like, we mentioned in the last movie, like, they do have different fighting styles. And yes. so, like, st- what Statham can do versus what The Rock can do, yeah. I did like that. I think it did feel, to an extent, at some points, it did feel a little bit more samey. Like, it did, right. they did kind of feel that, you know, in a, 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 a buddy cop movie like this... You kind of have two distinct characters that are forced to work together. But it mm-hmm. felt like, you know, and usually one's like the smart one and one's like the like the, the funny one or one's like the tough one sure. or whatever. Yeah. And it felt like they were both going like, well, I'm the tough one. Well, you can't have a buddy cop movie where you're both exactly the same. Right. So that element to me didn't necessarily work. But I like the physical, like the fight scenes between them. I think some of the things scenes that did stand out to me are the, like how they used the rock fighting versus how they use Statham fighting right. and stuff. So yeah, I agree. No, I, and again, I enjoyed them. It's just, yeah, it, it's just, I guess maybe that's what happens when you take side characters and you try to make them <laughs> main characters. Yeah, and you try to make them main character. So they, is... you have to change them to an extent. You have to give them more, but it's some of the stuff works and some of the stuff doesn't. Yeah, yeah,
1: and that... It affects it. it affects they also
0: it. completely ignored the fact that the last time we saw Hobbs, he turned away his badge and said he ain't working for the DSS
1: anymore. And he is. And right he now is. he is. He still is. I guess he wanted the job back. I guess he realized, <laughs> oh, I've got to pay the rent. i got to pay the mortgage. Better uh, better get that job back. So, uh, Anybody else in here you want to... Kind Let's of, touch on Helen Mirren, too. Let's talk about the great Helen yeah, Mirren. She's in a couple scenes. She's in a couple scenes. Um, steals, the, steals the show steals again. Steals the show. I mean, it's really great. I just love that she loves these movies. Yep. And you can see she's having fun in the movies, which I really like. You can see that she's just enjoying the fact that she's on screen in a Fast and Furious movie and going, I'm not really working. Like She's just like, I get to sit there across from Jason Statham and just like deliver some lines and kind of just have fun. I really liked her. I liked her a lot. She's I
0: loved like she's she comes in in the handcuffs and then, and then she, when she leaves she hands it to the guy yeah. and she's laughing on her way out yep. like you can't you can. and she's like do you want to stay in here right here yeah. I kind of want to stay in
1: here i'm on a vacation kind of, you know? <laughs> Lots of it's relaxing they're, ju- they're just kind of referencing like she can get out whenever she yeah. wants but she's just choosing to stay yeah and then a, little,
0: a little like oh you know how long are you in here for two years on good behavior so how long are you really in here four <laughs> years like four years yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah um you know there, there's a lot of stuff i mean obviously we mentioned vanessa kirby isa gonzalez somebody i'm not very familiar with pops up in such a small role
1: here yeah they kind of introduce her like uh it's like a bigger thing right yeah yeah, I, like, they, I, like she's turned around and i'm thinking like oh is this like a big actress that they're about to reveal and then they turn her around and i was like i don't recognize who that is no. and then i kind of looked up the filmography and i was seeing if maybe she had like an attachment to jason statham in some way because their characters interacted so much yeah. and i was like i was like have they worked together before and is that the reference like i didn't really get it i, I just kind of went oh okay she's good. i think good.
0: that it's one of those things that like they're i this whole movie felt like they were kind of setting up Like there's people in this movie for the sole purpose of like, there's going to be more movies. For Hobbes right. and Shaw, and, and I mean, they make it clear well, there people. Well, Hobbs, Hobbs and Shaw, too. Well, but Shaw, too, but, but, but also, like, just in general, like, they, like even, like, maybe spitting other people off. Right. Like, or, like, if we just want to do a Hobbs movie, or we just want to do a Shaw movie, right. then they have these people that they interact with. We could see Shaw with this character and maybe right. their adventures, or we can see Hob with some of the characters we're going to talk about later, and mm-hmm. um, might not be <laughs> crazy about, uh, you know. I can't wait to get to that. <laughs> and... and that's part of my problem with some of it. It felt like they were, we're putting people in here for the sake of putting people in here. Yes. They're, they're acting like we're supposed to know who these people are. Yeah, we, we don't. have
1: no idea. We're, you're like watching and you're going, who who is this? But yeah. I, I, anyway, her character's good. She does what she has to do in yeah. the small role that she's in. It was fine. Yeah. Um, and then
0: real quick, I do want to talk about the Hobbs family. Just
1: the family in general. Yes. Uh, just a good collection of, of these actors. I want to specifically point out Mr. Cliff Curtis, though. He's great. He's a great actor, man. He's just, he's one of those, again, like the same way we talked about um, Shea Wiggum. That's also kind of Cliff Curtis's career. This guy who has this extensive filmography. And when you see his face, you recognize him. And he pops up in all these films. He's always working. He always has a movie and like a small supporting role. And he's so good. And he's so, so good. The first movie I actually ever saw him in, this is completely true, that I like, he stood out to me live free or die hard he's in live free or die hard as like the um i guess it's like an fbi director or something like that he's excellent in the movie and i went wow he's one of the better parts yeah he's really good in this movie he does a really really good job as um uh jonas i believe is the character right Uh,
0: jonah jonah
1: i'm sorry he he plays jonah which is a hobb's brother yep and he does an excellent job you know he just he delivers he's passionate he's very like just there in the moment, it, it, he brings the Cliff Curtis energy that you that you want, and he he's excellent. I really liked uh, him.
0: I don't have the actress's name, but the woman who plays the mother is really she's great awesome. too. Yeah, she's really um, good.
1: Also, Roman Reigns in the background. Uh,
0: one of the mentioned Roman Reigns gets featured a lot in yeah, this movie. Sure. No lines. I don't think he's. Yeah, he doesn't speak. But I, I wasn't sure if you knew who Roman Reigns, Reigns was. Oh, I'm aware. Uh, yeah. Obviously, for anybody who might not know, he is a very huge uh, wrestler. He is kind of the face of the WWE now. Right. Um he's actually a bad guy right now, so he's mm. you know, but he is like their big name right now. He's 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 kind of uh their hot ticket. He's the and face of the business. Kind of, yeah. He's like the new John Cena, yeah, the new yeah. Rock, sure. you know, all of them. At the time that they filmed this, he was actually out because he had cancer. He had leukemia, I believe it was. Oh wow. And he was getting treatments. He was oh. not wrestling. He I believe he had dealt with it. When he was younger. And it kind of went away and it came back when he was on top. I think he was champion. And he came back. He had to kind of step away for a a while. Wow. And while he was out, when he was getting treatment, he he did film this movie. Which is why I think, not that he's small by any means, but to me, he looked smaller in this movie. Like the size, his muscles and everything. Because he's getting... Chemo, chemo and, and everything, chemo. yeah. That's going to affect your I body. I think while he's even doing this movie. Yeah. So wow. getting treatment and everything. So obviously, you know, he does look smaller, but that dude's huge in his own right. Yeah, and, he's and big in his own it, I hope that if they do make a Hobson show too, we get to see him more him and maybe even give him a little bit more of a character. Isn't he uh, uh, The Rock's cousin? He is, and that's why they used him. Gotcha. Th- there's the whole, like, I'm going to pronounce it wrong, ano- Anoa family, I believe is sure. how it's pronounced. The Rock... Uh, the Usos are in it. Right. Um uh, which are wrestlers. Um which is also like they use the word Uso. I believe right. Uso was like brother or right. cousin yeah, or they something. And they say, that and they say it bit. in yeah. here, yeah. And uh they you know, they're they're the Usos or they're, they're Rikishi's children or the Usos. Oh, Rakishis awesome. in, in the family. Right, right. Um and it, it like they're quote unquote cousins, but I don't know like what the actual lineage, what, what lineage the actual, is. Like, blood lineages. Yeah, well I right. think I think like Again, I don't want to speak on something I'm not familiar with, but I think the whole Samoan kind of heritage is, like, everybody's... Like, not everybody, but there's a lot of, like, family. There's a lot of family. Even though,
1: like... Even if you're not blood related, you're or, still family. Or
0: it's like very distantly related, like a second or third or fourth cousin, they're still
1: considering them. They're still treated as if they are first cousins. Exactly. Brothers, or whatever. Yeah, whatever From what, is, what I understand, great. that's, that's really what it is. So like they're cousins, a, but I don't, I don't know. Yeah, that's, a, that's a beautiful culture, man. Yeah,
2: I,
0: it, yeah. Well, absolutely. Love, love each other and treat each other like family. Isn't that great? Yeah. Like they're cousins, but like I don't know if they're opening Christmas presents together on, sure. you know, you know, on Christmas Day right, or whatever, right. right? I know that um, Roman Reigns and the Usos grew up closer to each other. Like, they kind of right. have a... There's pictures of them as children together and sure, stuff. Sure, sure. Versus, you know, I don't know if how much they interacted with The Rock and stuff previously. Sure. You know what I mean? Right. But yeah, I, I really like him, and he's got a lot of really cool... Not a lot of, but he's got some really cool action sequences. Big time. so yeah, really cool stuff. Two characters, two uh,
1: cameos in this movie there's two cameos we'll, we'll start with the one there's one yeah okay let's start with the the one I like better let's start with the one that you like better and that is Kevin
0: Hart Mr. Kevin Hart as Air Marshall Dinkley obviously Kevin Hart's here because can The Rock do a movie without Kevin Hart you know the answer is no <laughs> <laughs> uh, obviously you know he's not in the Fast and Furious movies right. up until this point but you know, hey, it's a rock vehicle. Let's let's throw let's him in. in there as Air Marshal. You know what? I liked I liked the scene. I thought he was pretty funny. He's not in it too much. Maybe the second scene with him is maybe not needed. You know, especially they try to go for like the humor. Oh, he's in a bathroom. How funny it
1: is! Yeah, right. You know, I, I I the first scene is much better because he pops out when you're least expecting it. Yeah, like they're sitting there arguing. Like Hobbs and Shaw are on this plane. They start arguing. It gets really heated. They're about to, like, stand up and fight on this plane. <laughs> and then who pops around the corner? Kevin Hart. And he pops out of the seat and sits in front of him. He goes, hey, stop it right now. And he just, like, calms the situation down. And he starts going off about <laughs> – it kind of delves into how all three of them are super masculine yeah. <laughs> and all of them are so big and tough. And, it, you know, he's, well, like, he... he's like, obviously, I'm on the same level as you guys. He... And he starts, like because... to angle, he starts trying to angle to be the third guy. <laughs> Hobbs and Shaw and Dinkley. He's like Hobbs, Shaw, and Dinkley. It's very funny, yeah. Yeah, well, I think that
0: that's needed because you mentioned that, like, they keep mentioning, like, how tough they are, how masculine they are, and (laughs) he kind of comes in and starts making fun of them for it. he's,
2: like,
1: sitting there and he's just, like, he's like, we're all tough.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I like that, like, they, it shows how good Hobbs and Shaw are at their job because they immediately identified him as the Air Marshal, but it shows how he immediately identifies them for what they are, yeah. as a police officer and, and a spy or whatever, yeah. like he's he good, at yeah, he yeah. good at his job. Yeah, he is good at his job. like I like that. Like yeah. do I want to see a Hobbs and Shaw and Dinkley where he's the third guy? No, I don't. But yeah. but if he if they have to call him again or pop up in the next movie and he's in one scene i'm in, I'm in for well, it
1: I, I liked his thing too because even as he like it's not like the kevin hart we've kind of mentioned before the kevin hart stick on this on the it's show screaming where, where it's like where it's like i can't believe we're doing this thing and he's like screaming and he's very like pulled back here but still very funny. Like yeah. it's not this like over the top thing. He's just kind of sitting there and he's just, he's talking and the words he's saying are really funny. Yeah. But even as he's going, what I really like is when he starts to drop his voice, he's like, we're all really tough. And they're just like, they're like, what are you doing with your voice? And he's like, he's like, this is my voice. This is my normal voice. He didn't and talk like that a second ago. Like, like, you weren't talking like that. Yeah. It's, it's really good. The first scene is much better than the second. Yeah. The second one is kind of like a toilet humor joke. Yeah. But I, I, I will say the dialogue when they call him, and he's like, he's like, I can get you anything you want whenever you just call me, and he's still trying to angle to be a yeah, better yeah. guy. It is funny.
0: But yeah, I liked them a lot in this movie. I know Kevin Hart is kind of a I'm not controversial really, but like just kind of, you either love him or you hate him. Yeah. But I I liked them in this movie, you know, because yeah. he's not overused, I didn't think.
1: Yeah, no, no. they use him to just the right <laughs> amount. But I, here's what I wanna do. I wanna move on to the second cameo in this movie, and one that you highly disliked. And that is Mr. Ryan Reynolds.
0: I love Ryan Reynolds. Uh, I love Ryan Reynolds. Yes. Uh, I think he's very funny. I think he's very talented. Uh, I think he's very charming and charismatic (laughs) and confident. I think he's a wonderful actor.
1: I think it's great you're starting with this.
0: I think that this cameo was awful. I think it almost (laughs) ruined the entire franchise. To me... And it all I guess it kind of depends on what they do with him. Yeah. If if they do make they
1: continue with him?
0: Yes. And yeah. and and this is what I mean, like you know, the reason why he's here, David Leach yes. directed Deadpool 2, made a phone call, got him in the movie. Right. He's not a big role. He's he's in two scenes in the movie, I think. He's in uh,
1: well, he's in two scenes and he's in the post credits. And he's he's all over the post credits. Yeah, he's scene. all over the post credits. And <sighs> He just... He comes in... Spill your feelings, man. He, he
0: comes in, <laughs> and he just kind of hijacks the movie uh-huh. with this, like, absurd, absurd <laughs> character that, like, his... The, well, first off, the joke of his character, and this is what one of the big things that really bothered me, the joke of his character is that he's Ryan Reynolds, right? right? You're supposed to laugh because here's Ryan Reynolds. Oh, my God. Isn't it hilarious and fantastic that we got Ryan Reynolds in this movie? For a cameo. For right? a cameo. Look at this. It's Ryan Reynolds. Right. Like, okay... I get it. It's right. It's great. That's great. Let's use him. Right. We got Ryan Reynolds. Every week we are casting an actor in this franchise. Right. Right. And talking about what we would like to do with them, what we would like to see yeah. of an actor in this franchise. Right. And it's never like, oh, well, we want... Dave Batista because he's just Dave Batista. Like we're pitching like I want Harrison Ford as this police officer because I think that would fit his performance. Right. I want Bruce Willis as this. I want, you know, this person as this. Right. Like this is literally just they're stopping the movie and going, yeah. Ryan Reynolds is here <laughs> and he's being Ryan Reynolds. Isn't that hilarious? Look oh, at how man. funny Ryan Reynolds is. Right. You like Ryan Reynolds, don't you? Look <laughs> at look at him. Look at how good looking he is. Look at how funny he is. <laughs> um, and it really bothers me. The one thing the one characteristic that he has right. is that he has this obsession with Hobbs, Like, he, that, he, that he thinks that Hobbes is his best friend. Yeah. To the point, this is not something that he's doing to mess with Hobbs. Mm-hmm. There is a scene with him outside of, w- with Hobbes. He is on the phone with the other agent, played by yeah. Rob Delaney. Yeah. He's on the, who's another cameo in this movie, yes. Rob Delaney. Also in Deadpool 2. Yes. Which is why, again, he appears. David Leach right. calls him. Did not bother me because I don't really know who Rob Delaney is. And he did fine. Stu- he was yeah. much
1: more reserved. Yeah.
0: He has a scene on the film with Rob Delaney. Hobbs is not in the scene where he still refers to Hobbs as his best friend and the be- and the best guy he knows. And they go way back. So this isn't a joke that he's doing to Hobbs. Yeah. In his mind, he believes that there is this bromance, this special best <laughs> friendship between Hobbs and him. Uh-huh. It's stupid. Yeah. It's like if he was doing it as a joke, I get it. But it's it's stupid. Yeah, and and yeah. He, they give him the tattoo.
1: Right. And right.
0: and it's just crossing lines. And like he's trying to be. He is he is Deadpool in this movie. He's yeah. acting like Deadpool. He's trying to break the fourth wall in this yeah. movie, mm-hmm. to the point that his whole thing in the post credits scene. What is that in the post credits scene? <laughs> it. it we, we spend this entire movie, they, they make this big threat that there is this virus that will destroy your insides, right? Vanessa Kirby is carrying this virus, yeah. right? And they make this big thing about it. And at the end of the movie, we went through all this. We have Ryan Reynolds. First off, we see him. He takes down like 30 guys in a hallway. We don't see it. We see him taking down one guy, and we see these like all these bodies, and we're supposed to believe that he took down yes. all these guys. I don't believe it at all. Right. Everything I've seen in this movie so far, no, no way do I believe this guy can do that. Okay? Because you didn't show me. Right. You showed me throwing you showed him throwing a couple punches. Right. I didn't see anything. What did he line these guys up and just punch him in the face one right. by one? Right. You didn't show me anything that he could do something like uh-huh. this, okay? If you want to make that joke, then show me that. We see Tej. Taking down guys in the in the other Fast and Furious movies in a much more believable fashion to me, right? right? And then he gets on the phone with The Rock, and there's the weird joke that he's he's actually talking to the daughter. He can't figure out that he he says that the the eight year old daughter sounds just like The Rock, and he can't distinguish their voices. And Uh that's such a stupid joke. Uh (laughs) And then he's and then like. Again, we spent this whole time building up this virus, and he just goes, Oh, well, well, that's contained, but there's another virus, and it melts your outside. What are we making a parody of the whole movie now? Right. <laughs> We're making fun of the movie now. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Like, and, and his whole reference is did you see Game of Thrones though what about Game of Thrones oh we're making a pop culture reference right. isn't that so funny right. you didn't like the Game of Thrones ending and we're talking about the Game of Thrones ending aren't we awesome uh-huh. isn't this so funny <laughs> like what is this movie what is this joke mm-hmm. and then you know we cut to him again I stabbed the guy with a brick I, it just everything felt I, didn't, I don't think I laughed at him at all and everything felt so forced mm-hmm. and I like Ryan Reynolds I, it's, it's not his fault Okay, but he doesn't belong in this movie. Mm-hmm. Okay, he's not a realistic character. He's not a believable character. Right. Okay, he's, he's, how I, I don't see him in, in any way, shape, or form being useful to this movie or being. Why would he be in the CIA? Right. I don't get it. Right. He is a he is a he is a world breaking character mm-hmm. in this movie that is supposed to be set in this franchise. That started with people stealing VHS players and DVD players, <laughs> right? And it it just it it, it hurts my head mm. his role in this movie, and I don't think that he's bad. I don't, but I think the use of his character and what he does it's upsetting to me.
1: Well, that's all that needs to be said there. So let's move <laughs> no, on. No no, 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 no. We should move on. I want to hear your opinions on this character. Well, I I think it's funny if we just don't. So <laughs> let's keep going. I'm not going to say a thing. Did, so. did, did any
2: of this, did any of what I'm saying make sense yes, to you? Yes,
1: a little bit of it uh, did make sense. I, I completely understand your point of where you're coming from. I think maybe it was just they were trying to have fun with this. Mo- Again, this is a spin-off movie. We've already talked about the influence that The Rock has had on this movie with his rock improv and this and that. And I think maybe they brought in Ryan Reynolds And I think they probably ran that by The Rock. And he said, that's a great idea. And he just ran with it. And like you said, this movie is breaking a lot of uh, kind of the fast saga laws in a way. And that it's implementing all these unrealistic characteristics like the science fiction element. And creating this whole other world and kind of hijacking the series. That's kind of what Ryan Reynolds is doing too. He's hijacking the movie a little bit because that's what this movie is doing anyway. And I just I just didn't really care when he came on screen. I I thought he was funny. Was he over the top? Absolutely. It was very over the top. I wasn't as bothered by it as you were, obviously. Um, I don't I, think anybody is. I haven't I don't seen think anybody. I, I, really, I really think it's just a, a you thing in this, but and that's fine. Um, that's your opinion. I, I didn't, I didn't mind him. I thought he was fine. I thought he, some of his lines were funny. Yeah. He just does Ryan Reynolds and I like Ryan Reynolds and you know what? I'm, I, I I'm a simpleton who just went, yeah, yeah, that's great. I, I bring Ryan Reynolds back. Like I thought he was great. And, um, You know, I'm a big fan of him. So I, you know, and I understand that it maybe breaks with Fast and that it kind of does its own thing and kind of says like, okay, here's this unrealistic character, as you're saying. This fourth wall breaking character. This fourth wall breaking character who shows up and, you know, kind of breaks the mold of these movies. But when I look at the entire movie anyway, the entire movie is breaking the mold of the Fast saga. Ryan, this movie desperately Wants to not be a fast movie. Yeah. They don't want this to be a fast movie. So they were doing everything they could to not make it a fast movie. I think you're right. And I think when he pops up and all of the other elements also in that cauldron that they were mixing up to make this not a fast movie, I think he was part of that. I think he was part of that element just like Kevin Hart was part of that element. They wanted to do everything they could to not make it a fast movie. Mm -hmm. And I think he was – he just – kind of got sucked in and did his thing, did something that maybe you saw as unrealistic for me. It was just kind of a fun cameo. And I kind of saw it as like, they're just doing whatever they want. This movie clearly that's kind of where they left it. You know, I just kind of felt like they were just doing whatever they wanted. Now I don't want them to move forward with the virus melting the skin uh, that's I hope a that's weird not, joke. I hope that's not a legit thing. Uh, that's a I, weird joke. I will be honest. That part didn't really – because I think you're right. It did kind of make the entire movie a parody where you're like, oh, I guess everything that happened didn't really matter. Like watching these guys go through these uh, kind of redemptions in their own way and, and watching these crazy action sequences and how much they put in to stopping Brixton – and then it comes down to like, oh, it's you know it's contained, but now here's another virus. And it's just kind of like, oh, okay. But then again, I'm like, I think maybe they were just making fun of themselves. Because again, they didn't want this to be a Fast movie. I really... That, that was the thing I got from this entire film yeah. when I finished it. I went, they don't want this to be part of the Fast saga, clearly. This is a spinoff. And it is going to be its own franchise. Yeah. And I just think Ryan Reynolds was a part of that. And I think he kind of just kind of got sucked in and was asked to do something. He did it. And I don't... Again, I don't think it's his fault. No, I don't think it is. I'm also a big Ryan Reynolds fan. I don't think it's his fault. I think David Leach just maybe said, "Eh, just do you. And he walked in, just did him, and then he left. Clearly, he was on set for one day, shot his scenes, and left. So, I I don't know. I just think it was more... As unrealistic as everything is in this movie, I think that's what they wanted. That's the feel they wanted. They wanted it to be different because you would never see ryan reynolds have that kind of cameo in a fast movie in a fast saga in a mainline fast yeah. saga movie I, and they made that very and, and you know and i think that was the point i think because we don't get that type of cameo like there's been cameos obviously like with eight the helen Mirren thing but again she she is um a much more professional she's a very professional she her character is meant to be more of a stoic fun energetic you know kind of that. she kind fits of thing. in the she world fits into the world where this Hobbs, and the, the where apparently the Hobbs and Shaw world is a completely different world from yeah. the Fast world. So I, guess, I don't know. That's that's my feeling on it. But yeah, I
0: guess my biggest problem with it is that he would be a great addition to this franchise, and I felt like they just kind of throw him away. My biggest thing is I don't think that you can redeem this character. Not in my eyes. I mean, you have to really work to to make this character feel like he fits now. And I, I mean, don't... He's,
1: he's going to pop up in two. No,
0: and you're right. And you're, you're absolutely right. But I just... I To make him fit, if you want him to be a main character or like the third person on this team, if that is eventually the goal or whatever, yeah. to me, you ruined it. Like so I don't know. And and we're gonna come back to this. Uh and, and I really liked what you had to say about like they feel like they, they they're kind of like they don't wanna be a fast movie. Yeah. And I think we're gonna talk about that in a little bit. Sure. But let's continue, I guess. Um let's talk about the budget. Uh budget two hundred million dollars, money's there. Yeah, they pay now. uh box office seven hundred and sixty million dollars. Made money, um, not a billion though. No, not a billion. Not a billion. And one, uh, Mr. Tyrese Gibson, as was very as, clear yeah, to make he, sure, he made that... sure he made sure that The Rock
1: knew. He's like, "Oh, <laughs> you didn't make a billion. It's interesting. You <laughs> ran away from uh, the Fast Saga and couldn't make a billion But on your you know own. what?
0: I don't think that they need to make a billion. And I wonder if maybe the next one might make a billion. You
1: know, so we'll see. I mean, I I, I I don't know if it is going to make a billion. I I, I kind of think Hobbs and Shaw. I just, I don't think they're billion dollar movies, but who knows? You know, what do I know? You know, maybe, maybe it will, you know, maybe they, Hobbs and Shaw two comes out and people go crazy for Hobbs and Shaw and they, uh, they go see it. Well, you
0: know, the audience love this because we have a Rotten Tomatoes score here for the critics, 67% fresh and for the audience an 88% fresh critic score
1: <sighs> or audi- audi- audience, score. audience score. Those are high numbers. 88%, um, 88% audience score alone. Yeah. Not sure we watched the same movie. That's (laughs) what I have to say about that. I'm not sure we watched the same movie. But I think people... they think it boils down to people love The Rock. People love Statham. I guess so. I guess so. Not to talk down to the audience or anything, but I guess for like an average viewer of these movies, that's going to be something that's going to bring them to the theater because The Rock is in it. Yeah. Whereas for us, watching this series as like a a story from movie to movie as a continuing story... It doesn't work. No. It doesn't work. No. But we'll get to that.
0: Yeah. So we have a synopsis. Synopsis is uh, kind of all over the place, but so is this movie. So can't wait, you know. I can't
1: wait to hear it. Yeah. <laughs> Everything's unrealistic. Why not the synopsis?
0: When terrorist organization Etion sends cybernetically enhanced soldier Brixton Lore to retrieve a deadly super virus, it ends up injected in MI6 agent Hattie Shaw, who Brixton then frames for the betrayal and murder of her team. With Hattie on the run, Luke Hobbs is recruited by the CIA to find her and the virus. But in order to do so, he must work alongside Hattie's Hattie's brother and his rival, Deckard Shaw. Hobbs and Shaw must learn how to get along, all while traveling the world, embracing and accepting their past mistakes, and maybe even making a new friend along the way.
1: Hmm. So I guess we'll we'll comment about the story quick. Yeah,
0: we can talk about the story real
1: quick. I agree with what you said earlier that I I don't necessarily like the science fiction elements of this movie. I think this movie, my thought too, was as I was watching this, it felt like they were... We always talk about the ridiculousness factor in the Fast movies. This felt like they were leaning into the ridiculousness in a different way. Yes, you're absolutely right. In a completely different way. It's not about the action... stuff. I mean, there are action stunts in there um, that are obviously a little unrealistic, but are fun. But as far as like, I guess, the lore building of this Hobbs and Shaw world in the Fast universe... It's unrealistic. I mean, all the science fiction stuff, this cyber cybernetically, you know, the cyber genetic uh, Brixton enhancements to create this superhuman guy. You're right. That should have effects on the saga as yes. a whole.
0: We- and you're you're telling me that in F nine and hey, we haven't seen it, maybe this happens, but in F nine, Cypher, who is after the the best technology in the world ever right. isn't eyeing up this
1: company. She's why not. wouldn't Cypher want this technology?
0: Because I'm gonna be honest
1: with you, I was watching this movie and I felt like the entire crew should have been there. <laughs> I was like I was like, why wouldn't the entire crew be involved in taking down this virus? This is weird.
0: Yeah, because they're saying Mr. Nobody recruited essentially, I guess, these two guys to do it on their own. But why wouldn't Mr. Nobody recruit the
1: the team? I don't buy it. I don't buy it. The story is just a little bit <laughs> Again, as as you know, the fast movies are not they're based in reality to some point. Right? It, like you said, they are there is a level of real of realism there. This movie lifts that veil yeah. completely and goes into unrealistic territory. Yeah.
0: Well, I mean they are doing things like they're jumping off of Cliffs that would have killed them. They're, they're, right. dro- they're driving cars through buildings. They would have died. Yes. Like like the the stunts and and the are action the sequences clips? are unrealistic. But right. the world right. that they live in, there's no superheroes. Yeah, it, this isn't the Marvel universe where yeah. Iron Man's flying around. Right, this is just the normal world. Right, yeah. until now, because now apparently there's super villains. Yeah. Right, okay. and and and
1: we're getting RoboCop or Terminator. Basically, yeah. I mean, I yeah. think they call him Terminator. They forever. call him Terminator, and it's it's like oh and only Hobbs and Shaw are going to be involved in this world of new supervillains. I mean, there's just this this that, is what I was saying that it's screaming that it doesn't want to be a the, fast movie.
0: There's three movies after this, right? We have 9, 10 and 11. Yeah. And we're te- you're telling me that what's happening in Hobbs and Shaw doesn't bleed into that at all. I mean, maybe it does, but why like that's such that's going to ruin the franchise. Yeah. Like it's going to bring it down. And I did not hate this movie. We're in just a second we're going to talk about our opinions. I did not hate this movie, but the story and these elements don't fit in this world. No, and, and like I mentioned, if they want to take, you know, hey, we realize that The Rock and Statham have really good chemistry, let's make a separate movie yeah. where they are two completely different characters and have them work together. And, I mean, they are basically Hobbes and Shaw in real life anyway, so it's basically Hobbes and Shaw, but we'll just change the name. Yeah. Right. That's fine. They can do whatever they want. They can right. get as crazy as they want. Maybe right. I even like this movie better. Yeah. But in a in a franchise that is eight movies long, you know what? And you know, I, I don't want to get into it now, but we have talked about for the last couple of weeks, especially last week, we did a bonus episode about the the feud between The Rock and, and Vin Diesel yeah. and about how, you know, uh, Vin Diesel maybe overreacted, but some of this stuff, if I was Vin Diesel, I would be pissed off.
1: Yeah, I would be too. Then I agree with what you said then. I agree that... If I were Vin Diesel, I'd be like, What what are you doing? I have something like, we is, have a this, story and you're a just story. changing yeah, everything. Like I am if I were Vin Diesel, I'd be like, I'm a thread through seven of these movies because he does appear in Tokyo Drift. Yeah, yeah. I'm a thread through seven of these movies, and you just walk in here and just do whatever you want and try to hijack my entire saga yeah. that I've spent eight movies building yeah. there's eight movies in this franchise that is a a continuing story and you walk in here and introduce super villains <laughs> and do whatever you want it's like i'd be like what are you doing man like i'd be like i i i, I agree with you i'd be pissed off too to the point yeah. where i'm like what are you doing like you I, can't just walk in here and create your own world yeah. and act like it doesn't affect the actual saga yeah and it's unfortunate because again, this this stems from what we were talking about last week where these two didn't get along and to me, this movie was kind of a big fu to Vin Diesel. Yeah, and The Rock was just like, I'm going to do whatever I want. To me,
0: it's not just because it's The Rock and Statham. Like they've been talking about maybe possibly a Roman spin spinoff. If Roman Tej have a spinoff and they go to Jupiter and they meet an alien, that doesn't fit in this franchise either. What yeah. are you doing? I have the same complaints. Right. You know, right. Uh, and I, I and it's funny because I know that you know space is kind of a thing that they do. <laughs> you know, but but. I don't know to the extent that they do, and I don't, as far as I as far as I know, they're not meeting no aliens or whatever. You know what I mean? Like even if they were, even if in the next movie they do go to space, it's still more realistic because so I what they're will, doing in this movie. Yeah, it was, yeah. Well, to what they're doing in this movie, right? Because I could see that with the with the resources that they have, why yeah. shouldn't they be able to get into orbit, right? Right. But right. but now we're getting into these. Super villains and, and there's going to be more, right? We're going right. to see more. We literally see this guy's spine being fused together
1: with these robotic parts. I mean, he is a walking computer. Yeah. It's literally a science fiction movie. Yeah. It's stuff that you see in science fiction movies. And that's not what Fast is. Fast is an action franchise first. I know they're trying to introduce science fiction action and doing whatever they want to do. But I'm going to be honest with you. They went really off. The rails here. Maybe we should shift into our yeah, opinions. Yeah, let's go into our like, opinions. I feel
0: like we're starting to... No, no, you're yeah. absolutely right. Yeah. Go, let's go into our opinions about this movie. Believe it or not, I feel like we have been harsh on this movie so far. <laughs> uh, I I did like... I like this movie. I like this movie. But yeah. I think my problem is I love this franchise. I love this franchise. That's a great way to put it. Yeah. And like, I like I, this movie, but yes. it, 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 to me it's so disjointed. I mean, we talk about the connectivity to the other movies, yeah. Where is it?
1: <laughs> where is it? Outside of Hobbs and Shaw, the characters. Where is the connectivity? Um, it's re- <laughs> it's so true. It's like I watch this movie and I'm like, again, I'm with you. I I liked it. I think I liked it a little bit less than you because there are some elements for me that just didn't, I, I was a little bit more turned off from the science fiction stuff and the bloated runtime. It's, yeah. it's a long movie, two hours and 16 minutes to be exact. It's bloated. I liked it more than I'm letting on, but I, I think it's completely fair for us to be critical because we love this franchise. Yeah we have like enjoyed every, every main line entry. Even too
0: fast, too furious, too fast, too furious. We found things
1: to like, which we have ranked last. Yes. I, I enjoy that. I had a good time with it. Yeah. You know, it's, it's like, it feels like there's this main saga where it just kind of for, for a little bit, it got better and better and better. And obviously with F8, there's a little bit of a slump with that one, as we talked about, but with, with this one, it just, it's like, it really, to me, it felt like The Rock was giving an F.U. to Vin Diesel and saying, I'm going to make my own world, even though it's going to be Fast and Furious Presents, it's not going to have anything to do with Fast and yeah. Furious. We're and just going to do whatever we want, and you're just going to deal with it. I'd be willing to bet that
0: come the next movie, they cut the Fast and Furious Presents off. I, I think they think they did it this time to just... Get name recognition out there, but now that name recognition is already out there, they're just going to cut that. and It's going to be Hobbs and Shaw. It's
1: it's really something that these guys. I mean, it's something that like they're going this far to like not be a Fast and Furious movie. And
0: I don't know. I don't know who this is, right? I don't know if this is The Rock. I don't know if this is Statham. I don't know if this is Chris Morgan. I don't know if this is David Leach. I don't know if this is Universal. Right. I don't know if this is Neil Morowitz. I don't know who it is. I don't think it's him because he's not even involved in these movies after Dude, I would guarantee I, I really i think it might be the rock i don't know maybe it's his team i don't know i'll be willing to bet that the rock like you mentioned the rock and statham are producers in this movie yeah i bet the rock's way more involved than statham is in this movie yeah
1: this was the first movie statham produced yeah look it's it's a different movie for sure it's a different fast and furious movie but i, I think it feels different in in both
0: Good and bad ways in some ways, and, right. and yeah. let's let's maybe try to be a little bit positive. <laughs> let's okay, shift
1: to the things we like. Yeah, I, I think
0: uh, um, you mentioned the action sequences are really fun. Yes, yeah, they're movie. really good. They're really well done. I think they're well directed. I do think that there is a. Lack of the, again, realism, but like even like just the way that things are shot, like things feel a little bit more fake in these movies than they do in the other movies. Like it didn't feel, and I don't know, I don't know what they did or didn't do as CGI or not CGI, Mm -hmm. but it didn't feel as practical or hands on. As some of the other movies. Yeah. Uh, some of those sequences. You right. Know. But but the action sequences are great. There are some good character moments in here. Yes. Um, you know, again, I mentioned the relationship that, that The Rock has with his daughter, mm-hmm. um, the relationship that he has with his family at the end, and kind of his... I guess, arc or or storyline at the end. I like that. He has a
1: little redemption arc in this. Yeah, Yeah, he has a little bit of redemption arc. Statham's
0: relationship with his sister I thought really worked. It is funny that, uh, and this is the movie magic, right? It is funny that he's supposed to be like a couple years older than Vanessa (laughs) Carly. In real life, I think he's 21 years older. (laughs) So <laughs> he's
1: 21 years older. That's yeah. very funny. So That's hilarious. So
0: he's like a couple years older, but yeah. Yeah, he's he's way older. But... Yeah, yeah.
1: No, it's uh, that, that makes sense. And I mean, that's a that classic. Not Statham's fault, but
0: Vanessa Kirby was great. And I, and I understand why they wanted her for the role. And, I mean, she comes from action movies. I mean, she's coming from Mission Impossible. Well, that's... That's probably got, why they yeah, cast her. Well, that, I think that is why they cast her. And I have something about that in a little bit. Oh, cool. But no, I, I like the action sequences. I like the characters... Mm-hmm. I thought David Leitch did a good job as director with some of the action sequences.
2: I
1: think he does what he has
0: to. And, and like we mentioned, Idris Elba, Vanessa Kirby, these are the people who really, Stand when out. they're on screen, yeah, you, you're my atten, they have my attention. I'm involved, uh, and I'm having a good time. I had a good time watching this movie. I did too. It, it wasn't until I started thinking about this movie that I started <laughs> my head started to hurt a yeah, little bit.
1: Yeah, this is why I said at the very beginning, there's a lot to unpack with this movie because. I want to say it feels like F8 in that there are like elements I really don't like. And then there's elements I like, but I think this is like deeper than F8 for me where I, I I have like, I'm really split, but here's the things I like action sequences. Excellent. Really excellent. Vanessa Kirby, Idris Elba. Excellent. When they're on screen, the Helen Mirren stuff is really good. Her stuff is excellent. I love whenever she was on screen, any of the comedic action moments, like you were saying, elevator rock going down the side of the building and him in the elevator like any of those comedic moments really worked for me i just thought all of that was entertaining and even like the final stuff like in samoa i like that whole whole, that whole sequence is just like excellent that's when it felt like a fast movie to me where i was like wow this is really like really good stuff there but you know i i think for the positives that's kind of what i have it feels like I'm not saying a lot about positives, but it is a lot because it's hard to kind of say more about the action sequences. It's like, oh the action sequences, and there are a lot of good sequences, and I think it's doing this movie a bit of a disservice, but you know, I, I, I would suggest watching but it for it, that.
0: It's simple to say the action sequences, but there are a lot of action There's sequences. There's a lot of action here. sequences. So it's a lot of good stuff. And they
1: really work. Yeah, yeah, and they all really work. And I also like when they're in the um when they're walking through those rooms together. Yeah, I I was.
0: That's just one of the scenes that really highlighted the. Um, fighting the fighting style yeah. because The Rock just goes in and just knocks that big guy out, and then yeah. Statham's fighting all the little guys. And yeah, he's, he's
1: jumping around. And yeah, he's doing and he's all really, this work. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. You couldn't do that with The Rock, right? right. Yeah, I like that, you know, Statham comes in and he's kind of, you know, showing off his skills, but The Rock shows off his skills, right. and that's really comedic because The Rock's checking his watch and he's yeah. kind of mouth, mouthing off Statham and putting him down yeah, while, yeah. You know, while he's and doing it. And he's trying that. to find a guy. Yeah, to like, I, I, yeah that, he's that, slaying that his too.
1: Head. It really works because he throws it, he puts the first guy on, he throws him down, he looks around, he goes, hang on a second he just keeps bringing that, guys to get that's the, just get something the that shouldn't work but i thought it worked I yeah th- I, it I, worked. I, thought, I really like the eye scan I, I thought that was great like that was a really comedic moment and then
0: they walk in and everybody's just there yeah like, everybody's that's... already there waiting for them
1: And they're just like and he's it and was almost like good job like you really did
0: it so i mean yeah uh, we can, we can kind of talk about it. I don't know if I want to get into all of it okay, because, okay. because there's a lot. But yeah. this is maybe the most ego-driven movie I think of oh, all time. Oh, my God. It, it, this felt like both men went like, but, but make sure they know I'm awesome. Like, right. make sure they know I'm really cool. Because there's multiple references in this movie about them just... Man, you were... I, I am so great. I am the best. I am the best looking. I'm the best, you know, at everything I do. Yeah. Everything I do is so awesome. Even Kevin Hart is kind of like, you guys are so great. I want to be like you, you know? Right, like right. Even
1: he's complimenting you. Yeah, him.
0: and... and it is hard to like these guys when they're just talking about how awesome they are. Yeah, and and I don't want to get into it now, but talking about how big their manhood is—like half of this movie—and we were, we are were literally going. I'm decided we're going to make a section at the end of this review where we talk about this. They are talking about their private parts
1: yeah. and, and and how large they are. A lot, a lot yeah, in this movie. It's, it's literally it. I mean, it, the the dialogue is just laden with it. Yeah, it's
0: almost upsetting to watch you know, they are referencing, like, man, you know, of course women want to be with me. Why wouldn't they want to be with me? Look at me. Look at me, you know. You mentioned the Mission Impossible films. The Fast and Furious, we've mentioned the Mission Impossible films while doing these movies right. right because they do have a lot of similarities especially when you get to something like five right. when it's like a teen movie yeah it does have a lot of similarities to them especially like seven and eight where you introduce the mr nobody stuff right. and they are right. basically spies yeah yeah it always kind of felt like the average joe's mission impossible to right. me. Right. like i like cars i i i'm a guy like this i can relate to Paul Walker, I can relate to Vin Diesel, Tom Cruise, maybe not so much. So right. I'm more of a Fast and Furious guy versus a Mission Impossible guy, and and they are feel like they are doing their own thing in the vein of Mission Impossible, mm-hmm. where this movie is like, we want to be Mission Impossible, right? To the point that they went out and got. One of the highlights of the Mission Impossible series <laughs> and put her in this and, movie. And her I her don't thing. think that's a coincidence that yeah. she's in here. I think that they purposely went for her because they wanted a Mission Impossible feel for yeah, this. They did. And you can feel that and it does feel like it's mission it's a Mission Impossible ripoff kind right. of. Yeah. And people talk about, you know, like Tom Cruise has his own things. He's not on screen the entire time talking about how great he is.
1: Yeah. You know? He's not on screen. Ethan he, Ethan Hunt doesn't walk around going, man, I'm the best, aren't I? <laughs> I aren't I just great? Oh, look at that. I bet that woman, she's going to sleep with me. Yes. Yeah. Because you know why? Because look at me. Yeah. I'm, I'm Ethan freaking Hunt. Like, he doesn't do that. <laughs> you know what I mean? This is the most ego-driven movie of all time. You're absolutely right. I mean, it feels like you're just watching two guys just go at full throttle about how great they are. About how awesome... And, and oh my god these guys are just wow i understand like can't even
0: i understand that that's the characters yeah but you it's so much that it gets to the dude, point dude, that it bleeds
1: through oh the characters god, and you, you you cannot help but feel that you, these are these people talking you don't about themselves. get a break yeah you don't get a break and you feel like you're watching these people talk to themselves i know i have been rough on vin diesel for a few movies now especially <laughs> i've i've ranted about him being a christ figure um and i have ranted about him maybe uh being full of himself. I stand by those comments still. I, I do think he sees himself as the Christ figure of this series still. I do think he is a little full of himself. Just because of, of things he's done in the past. I think that is a fair thing to say. At no point though does he talk about himself in the Fast movies. No. He yeah. never talks about how great he is. Dom Toretto doesn't talk about how great he is in these movies. And that's, a, that's kind of a, a thing with him where it's like you know Vin Diesel even though he's full of himself this character is not constantly talking about how great he is there
0: may be some other characters who mention like hey, he's great and obviously like you mentioned like oh like there's a couple women who like like they're like right. the Elena and and Letty are both in love with him and want to be with yeah, him right want to be but with he's him. not going of course they do of, yeah, course, of course they, they do. do
1: of course they do and i think the amount of ego that Vin Diesel brings to these movies is just the right amount yeah. whereas something with this where it's two like untethered egomaniacs talking about how great they are the entire movie it drags down the experience for me and they bring too much ego to the point where i don't enjoy it where i'm like i don't i don't care i don't like speaking like what you were saying before talking about their manhood the entire time yeah. and how how big it is yeah. and look at like we know, who, what it, it's just like we why, do, watched- why why why
0: I texted you this. We've watched eight movies with Vin Diesel and never once, as far as I know, unless I miss something, does he ever reference his private area, yeah. his manhood, how large it is, how yeah. big it is, how good he is in bed, or anything like that. Yeah. He never talks about, of course, all the women love me. There are scenes of him surrounded by women. Of course, like I mentioned, there are two women, who, in, two main characters in this franchise who are in love with him. Yeah. But he's not referencing it. He's not going, I'm so great, I'm so he's great. He's not self-referencing. And in one yeah. movie... There's five references to both Jason Satham and The Rock's private parts? I'm and, and again, we literally we have to
1: talk about it at, at the end of this because yeah. it's it's too much I, I can't even put it in here. Yeah. It's too much. We'll talk about it at the end more, but I just wanted to say that with Vin Diesel where I will give the guy some credit. After watching this movie, I give him credit for never like going there, I for feel- never like taking himself off the leash, even though he produces these movies. It kind of goes back to his like responsibility to the audience, that thing he feels to have a responsibility to the audience. He never like goes somewhere that the character wouldn't go. He knows Dom Toretto is not going to be on screen and be like, oh, look at me, just the greatest guy in the room, right? Like he doesn't do that. But with this movie, that's what it is. It's really two of these guys who have huge egos just going at each other. They're talking smack at each other. As they're talking smack, they're talking up on themselves. Yeah. And you really feel like you're watching, like you said, not characters, but maybe the actual people uh, that this is how they feel about themselves. And that's (laughs) that's a little disconcerting. No,
0: you're you're absolutely right. And they do. I will give them a little bit of credit They do let people insult them. Like they take it. They take it. They take it. They do take it. They take the insults and they're saying some pretty mean things about each other. But like it it does feel like two kids in elementary school kind of. I mean, insulting each other. For me,
1: every insult, for every insult, it felt like there were two more um, ego, j- ego ego jokes things. about how yeah. great they were. No, you're right. Like for every insult, there it, it was almost like a point system we've yeah. been talking about. Yeah. It almost felt like there was a point system. If you're going to make fun of me about my face, that I can I can talk about my manhood for two jokes. Yeah, and it's yeah. like it, it feels just like there was always a a give and take with yeah. that. So no,
0: you're absolutely right. And like you, you know, I, I just mentioned here, like literally, there's a scene. Vanessa Kirby, Jason Statham and The Rock are on an airplane, you know, right before they meet Kevin Hart, and yeah. Vanessa Kirby's asleep for the entire scene. Yeah. And it's just The Rock and Jason Statham having this conversation about Vanessa Kirby wanting to sleep at The Rock. And it, it feels kind of creepy. It is creepy. Like, it like is. I understand that there is kind of this relationship there, but like he's going, "Oh, she wants to climb this mountain. She can climb this mountain." And it's like, Ugh. "Okay, if she was awake yeah. and could respond to it," That would maybe make
1: it a little bit better. But she's asleep. In, she's in the scene. Asleep. <laughs> asleep. You can see her in the frame. Yeah. Asleep. And he's just... And he's talking about how she wants to climb this mountain. And make sure that he says this well-endowed mountain. Yeah. I mean, you're just like... Dude, and I can tell you right now, if Hattie Shaw was awake, she'd break his neck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Truly. Like, it's just like one of but those things. But that's what I mean. If like, she
0: was awake and she could snap back at him and, and make a joke or whatever, I would be more okay with it. But that's, it, it's
1: creepy. Yeah. It's it's really odd. It's really creepy. Honestly, it's, it's stuff that you hear, like toxic masculine well, men talk about but well, that's where, exactly where women are asleep or women aren't around and they're in this little group together talking about you know oh she would totally sleep it feels like that it feels like you're in that group watching these two yeah. masculine toxic masculine men talk about how much these women Yeah, it's just
0: well, no you're absolutely right because this this is the week we're recording this the week that we we released the fourth episode yeah and in that episode you mentioned that when when Vin Diesel calls uh, uh one of the characters Phoenix Uh, A name. I don't want to say it here. You know, it's in the episode. Um, I do censor it. You know, a name. And you mentioned that that kind of felt like it was masculine, toxic masculinity. And compared to this, that's
1: nothing. Oh, yeah. I mean, compared to, you know, his use of that word in the movie, this is another level. That's like
0: the one time in this entire franchise that Dom's doing something that feels.
1: And it it almost felt like maybe that was writers putting words in Dom's mouth. And he just kind of said it. And it was what it was. This is a different level where it almost felt like writers, but also maybe The Rock involved to a degree. If the Rock and Statham, yeah. and because they're producing it, and it is a creepy scene. It's very, it's very weird to watch. It's uncomfortable because, you know, it's just it feels like you're just in that group of like these bros yeah. who they just f- you know want to talk about. That's what they want to talk about, and no. it, it it kind of uh, it brings it it brings down. Not just the movie, but also the character of Hobbes and Shaw. No, to No, you're um, absolutely right. It makes them less interesting. Yeah.
0: So let's move on. Let's talk about the uniqueness. Uh, what stands out? We kind of mentioned it. I mean, to <laughs> I think, me, I think we've kind of touched. You a know, lot what on stands it. out? I mean, it really is. To me, it's the introduction to science fiction elements. Yeah. Also, I felt like this movie brings a lot of comedic elements to it. I always big have time. It felt like the Fast and Furious movies have, are action movies mm-hmm. with comedic elements with right. light-hearted nature in right. it, right. but never in uh, a straight-up comedy. This felt like an action comedy straight-up, like yeah. a Rush Hour movie.
1: It felt know? like Rush Hour. Yeah. That's what it was. I, I was trying to pinpoint kind of what this felt like because I could feel it, and I was like, what is this? Rush Hour is exactly what this is.
0: Yeah. and Without and, all the
1: race humor. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well... Uh, again, we. I did. I would say I enjoyed this movie. Yeah. It's going there's, in such a different. It's such a different
1: direction it's a that different, it's hard to talk about this in the context of this franchise. Well, it's weird. It's like it feels like it's a different direction, but I don't know. Sometimes, I, I, as we're talking about this, I also just feel like there's a little bit more to dislike than like with this one. Mm. Maybe it's not that. Maybe it's just like the things we dislike kind of overshadow the things, the that, things, we things like. that we really yeah, like yeah. because they're so kind of out of nature with. The fast saga as we know it that it actually is frustrating us where we're like you're going you're doing something so much different from what this other like you're literally doing whatever you want and and affecting the saga as a whole and not caring if you affect the saga as a whole and i think maybe that's why we are taking such umbrance with this where we're like the things we don't like we really don't like and that's really what's like clouding the positive
0: you know, the last movie, we, we, we really hammer home the, the tonal problems. And yeah. I think that we're having the same problem here. Absolutely. But it's instead of the overly dramatic, it's the
1: overly comedic. Yeah, you know, it's, too, it, it, it's not even that it's too funny. It's just that there's too many jokes.
0: They never miss a chance to crack a joke. Like yeah. every second, somebody has to say something funny to be Quibby, goofy, quippy. Yeah, and and it's too much. Like I yeah. want I want an interesting, engaging story. Right, and I think the story is is there yeah. for the most part. But again, I, I think you could tell the story without the scientific elements. I agree. Why can't ET be a terrorist group that doesn't have this this stuff like I yeah. they can you can still do the virus stuff right, but he doesn't
1: need to be a cybernetic. You can just soldier. Make, you can just make Idris Elba a, a spy, a or, spy, or just a super, an incredibly dangerous assassin. Yeah. who like yeah, who is just maybe steps ahead of and, them,
0: and maybe you give him the bike. Right? Maybe yeah. the bike. Because
1: I I'd like the no, bike. No, I love
2: the bike. I love the oh, bike. I
1: love the bike. That was a standout. Let me <laughs> just say, the standout of this movie is the bike. <laughs> yeah. But I love the bike. And yeah. maybe give him the bike because that's tech based on tech. It's, it's not tech based, tech based, based in a person. Well, that stuff felt like more fast movie to me. Yeah,
0: because that's something that Tej could make.
1: Yeah, right. that's something that could you know. be built in the fast universe, I feel like. Yeah.
0: Also, it is weird that like you know, they have to fix this machine. And the rock's like, we need to go to the person, the best mechanic I know. And you're like, Tej, my brother. Oh, yeah, my brother. if I was ludicrous, I'd be throwing popcorn at the screen. Yeah, I throw popcorn <laughs> to the screen too.
1: When they go to, um yeah, his best, it, again, it feels like this whole, like, you know, his his brother is, you know, they're in Samoa and his brother's in Samoa and they go there and he's running this car garage and it kind of brings back that thing again of like, oh, you can fix a muffler, then you can fix this high advanced technology yeah. it's very funny to me because i'm like it, it, it's i don't know it feels like they introduced that element with tej and they just kind of do that element again here but quicker yeah <laughs> it's like a quicker tej they're just like they're like oh jonah you can uh fix a muffler then you can like hack into this like yeah highly secretive system and figure out how to make it work it's it, it's very well funny. i guess they
0: explained it because the rock stab was into some criminal stuff i guess and maybe he taught him the skills yeah. he needed to do that right he just then turned it to making and fixing cars, right. but also you know
1: was well they do they do reference it's a clean shop now as he says yeah, yeah. like it's not it's no longer like kind of a a, a criminal uh, yeah. a criminal spot it's more of a clean uh, establishment. Yeah. So uh, does this bring anything new? Yeah, it brings uh, it brings a science fiction element to the Fast Universe. It brings a whole lot of ego to these characters, stuff that we have never seen them do before in the other Fast movies. They are doing here it brings a redemption arc actually kind of for both characters in a way i think it also brings more of uh no i think that's all i have no i mean that's... <laughs> I, I think it brings well it, it introduces vanessa kirby it brings vanessa
0: kirby thank and, you and, yeah, it and also it, 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 it does create this weird comedic tonal shift yes so into this kind of yeah, yeah
1: into this weird comedy action yeah. movie uh
0: this is one yeah. of our favorite questions what is the best scene
1: Okay, so... I didn't have a lot for this. You didn't have a lot for this. So, for me, honestly, it, it is... Um, I said at the beginning, at the top of this, that it includes Idris Elba's Brixton. Mm-hmm. For me, it is the Black Superman speech. I yeah, just, okay. I, I liked it. Um, yeah. It worked for me. I know there's, like, other really good... You know, I, I get it. I know that there's, like, some really good stuff in Samoa... And there's other, but when they're tied to that those cars, yeah, and, and he's got the shot, and he's like in complete control, and he's just walking back and forth doing that speech. I just really was into it. It mm. really, it, it really worked for me. And he's like, he's like, look at me, I'm Black Superman. You're just like, oh my god, this guy's so dangerous. Like yeah. he, like at every point he has kind of like won, and even not one, but like he's beaten them up at every single point. And like you said, they do always kind of find a way to one up him as they do at the end of that scene, yeah. they find a way out of it. But I just, I really like the speech. I, I thought it was great. Yeah. I just, it, I think that's just a testament to Idris Elba's performance in this movie Yeah. and how really anything he is in, he just elevates it to another level. Cause he, he's that good to me. He's one of those actors. That's just that good.
0: I agree. I like the introduction to the characters seeing them waking up like oh the, the beginning inter- yeah, yeah yeah
1: that was that was a big one for me yeah.
0: um and then even like going into like how they handle like you know they go Their to the different places yeah <laughs> and to get it although that part did kind of feel like i know they're doing things differently but it did feel like they're basically doing the same thing like it, they're yeah. trying to, to differentiate these two characters and it didn't feel like they're that different right. you know like i guess the style that they do things in are different but it's right. really not that different mm-hmm. you know uh, you know, I, I don't have these written down, but I like the, the hallway scene that we mentioned. Hallway um, scene's great, you know, yeah. Uh, and, and I liked um, we, jumping off the building and stuff, but mm-hmm. I think the... And I, I liked your scene. I, I I didn't even think about that. I realized, like... Seventy-five percent of this movie, I was like, I don't, I haven't picked a scene. Like, I don't, I don't know. I was, yeah. Uh, but I think it's got to be the Samoa scene. The, the Samoan Absolutely. scene. Yeah. That whole sequence, like you mentioned, uh, it does feel kind of like a war. Yeah. And I really like, you know, these guys kind of going to war with this, and they, they they have to they deactivate the guns, and they kind of get the advantage on them like that. And even, you know, even when they're doing some of the car stuff and, yeah, The Rock is pulling down a helicopter with his hands on a chain and stuff, but, like, I don't <laughs> mind that. Like, that, yeah. stuff, that's the, that ridiculous stuff didn't bother me because right. we, we've kind of established Hobbes is great like that. That's fine, but you don't need to... Tell me it. You right, know what I mean? Right. Uh, you know, I, I liked it. And I liked that his brothers have to help him. And then we get, you know, we get the Nas in the car to kind of, kind of pull it down. The and everything shine. Like I mentioned, I loved, I loved his family. I loved the culture. I loved embracing his culture. Yes, it does feel tacked on to this movie. And, and, and it doesn't maybe necessarily fit. But mm, I did enjoy that
1: sequence. That's a great choice. Just from what you said there, just that it didn't fit with the sequence. And it felt kind of tacked on. I just want to mention quick. Because we didn't really mention it before, how this feels more like a Shaw movie, yeah, than it does a Hobbs so, and Shaw movie. So my thing about that is, I
0: think that that this feels like Hobbs and Shaw one and two into one movie. Yes. And what it was is that they wrote a script, and it was very based in the world. Like Hobbs, Hobbs is. I think Hobbs is on screen more than like I think Rock's on, on screen more than Statham. Yeah. yeah. But it felt like it, this is the Shaw the Shaw world, like the yeah. villain. No Shaw, right? The, yeah. the the sister is it's Shaw's sister, right? Yeah. It might be a love interest for The Rock, but it's Shaw's sister, right? right? It's Shaw's villain. It's Shaw's world. It's Shaw's, Shaw's, Shaw's world, it shows right? world through a lot of a it. lot of it's set in London, things yep. like that. Like it is Shaw's world. Like they try to make the connections by the CIA bringing you know them in and stuff. Yeah, but it does feel like the Shaw's world, and it felt like The Rock by the script and one. But what about Hobbs? It's like well, Hobbs is there and he's doing us. No, no, but you're not embracing the Hobbs character. You need to do something with Hobbs. Well, well, we can do that in the next movie. No, 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 no. You need to include it in it this movie. Be, dude, it we, needs to be. This we need movie. to go to Samoa. We'll, right. well, is it going to make the movie kind of long? I don't care. We need to go to Samoa. Right. And and they kind of tacked it on. And I don't think that this movie's badly paced. I was engaged for the most part. I near the middle. I, I almost took a nap near like the middle. But again, I don't think that's this movie's fault. I was mm. feeling you're sure, a little you're tired. Sure? <laughs> uh, uh, Were you a little um, tired because of the movie?
1: maybe <laughs> <laughs> Good, but, you, can be wrong. you can be honest, uh, with me. No, no, I don't
0: think it was the movie. I, I think I was just tired. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I didn't think it was that badly paced. I thought it was pretty good. I, I kept going. I was I was in for the ride. But mm. yeah, it, it is long. It is long. And, and it does feel like there's a couple movies in here kind of jammed in here. Yeah, and it did feel, sure. like as I mentioned, it does feel like The Rock kind of was like, well, no, 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 no. You, I don't care. You... You can't have it based in his world. I gotta have some representation right, too. Right. Even though that would that whole sequence, you could have done a whole second movie set in Samoa, right? That yeah. sequence does feel a little rushed. You yeah. could maybe
1: make more of a. It's literally the last. It's not even fifty minutes technically. It's like thirty to forty. Yeah, minutes it's like maybe. thirty to forty because the credits roll around like twelve minutes left in the movie yeah. or something. So it yeah. Well, there's a lot of post credits stuff. There's a yeah. lot of post credit stuff. So it rolls around tw- twelve minutes. The credits start. So really. If it starts at the 50-minute mark, like you said, it's only like 30, 40 minutes of actual Samoa. Yeah. We were talking about it off mic, and I was like, I definitely want to mention how it does feel like more of a Shaw movie than it does a Hobbs and Shaw movie. No,
0: you're absolutely right. And I guess we can talk about connectivity. Again, we've kind of mentioned this. The connectivity here, I, I don't feel like there really
1: is any. I, I, I feel like the only connective tissue is literally Hobbs and Shaw. And Helmer And Helmiran. And, and that's kind of
2: it. Like, to the
1: point that, like we mentioned, they don't even mention the other Shaw. They they don't literally. mention the other Shaw brother. There's no mention of the other Fast characters. It's Mm-mm. very much just...
0: And they mention Mr. Nobody once.
1: Oh yeah, nobody is mentioned once as just kind of an off thing like oh nobody recommended you and that's it. Yeah, it's it's very that's really the only connective tissue I found. Yeah, so
0: yeah, I yeah it, it doesn't feel like the same world. It really changes. Yeah. It's very based in science fiction. It's not, it's not even the same um, tone. I'll, I'll, real quick, it doesn't really fit here, but I, I want to give you my pitch. I kind of mentioned I had a little bit of a pitch on ha- how to maybe fix this, and what sure. I would do is uh, I take Ryan Reynolds out of the movie. <laughs> yeah, uh, obviously, but no. But listen, because <laughs> I think what hap- what the problem that they do is they try to bring Hobbs and Shaw together before they should have been. Right? I say take Ryan Reynolds out of the movie. Take uh, Rob Delaney, move him over to he's the one who recruits The Rock. Mm. I don't think anybody recruits Statham. Sure. Okay. Statham has a connection to this. He doesn't need to be recruited into this mission. Right. His connection is his sister. So you have Rob Delaney, you know, and you get your little Easter egg with the director. You know, Rob Delaney recruits The Rock to come onto this mission, okay? Okay. Uh, we don't know. Well, I guess we do know, kind of, but we're, we're not supposed to know where they don't say directly that this woman is Shaw's sister, right? We find out because, you know, Helmer mentions, you know, you should reconnect with your sister. Maybe Shaw leaves that. Maybe he looks into it, figures out that his sister's kind of involved in this. Right. And he goes in. And I think the first time that they interact uh-huh. should be when Hobbs is interrogating the sister and then she's beating up the other guy And then Statham shows up and he's like, you and your girlfriend, no, that's my sister. That should be the first introduction, the reintroduction of these characters to each other. Take out that whole, we're recruited into into the CIA and we're just insulting each other. You don't need that. And you cut out 10 minutes of the movie. Right, I agree. I Uh, agree. I, I think that works. Although, I will give them credit for... They snuck two F-bombs into this movie.
1: They did. They did. Because, because they, they played did.
0: it at the same time. They
1: played it at the same and that's exact a, time. And that's really clever. That's a, can... that's, that's, a, that's a cute trick. It works. Um, yeah. No effing way. Like, it works. And they both say it. And I guess when they took it to the board, they were like, oh, they're saying it at the same time. I guess, you know, we can't. It works. You know? It works. It's a, it's, it's a trick. They got away with it. It's Like I said, it's a cute trick. They yeah, got it, away with it. They got away with um, it. I agree with you. I think that actually works better. That's a good pitch. I yeah. like it. Is this a worthy continuation of the franchise? Dude, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be fully honest with you. Worthy? No. No. I don't <laughs> I, think it is. I really I, don't. I think, I, it's think a... I think because they go so <laughs> literally, I mean, I, I hate to use this analogy, but they go so off on a side road yeah. that it, it it really isn't. I mean, it is a spin-off movie. They make sure of that. They make sure that they are doing their own thing. I said this before. It just feels like they don't even want to be a Fast and Furious yeah. movie. No, you're so right. I'm gonna be honest with you. I just I don't think it is. If you're asking me if it's worthy, no. I think it's 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 its own thing, but I don't think it's worthy no. to. After F8, I wouldn't go like, oh yeah, Hobbs and Charles, is obviously the next great. No, it's not. I I don't think yeah. it is. I think it's a fun
0: ride. It's got good characters. And it's got good action, but. It feels better as its own thing. Like, if you showed me this movie and you didn't tell me it was connected. If I had never watched the Fast and Furious movie and watched this, I think I would like this movie better.
1: Agreed. I Completely so, agree as a franchise movie, no, absolutely not. So.
0: When we were talking about scenes, I meant to mention, um, you know, we did mention, you know, we mentioned the Samoa Samoa fight, the big ending fight, you know, where Hobbs and Shaw have to team up against Idris Elba, yes, yeah. uh, you know, against uh, Brixton. Uh, we did mention that this does feel like a reference to these contracts that we mentioned in our bonus yep. episode, that there were these weird contracts, like a point system, yep. and it is like. They come to the conclusion that one of them has to take a punch so the other one yeah. can get a punch yes. in, yes. and it felt like uh, oh, the, point the Statham will take a punch, but the Rock, so the Rock can punch, but then Rock has to take a punch so Statham can punch, yeah. and that did feel like it is like this like almost trying to make fun of Vin yeah. Diesel the self and, and this yeah. point system right. So and I, I you know I, I thought that was really interesting. I think
1: I think it was clever. I uh, liked it.
0: Before we talk about the future of the franchise, let's talk about some casting and some fun facts. Yeah casting I see okay. a name there yeah. yeah yeah, I see a name we mentioned you know we have an Eton director here there's nobody in the movie it's a disembodied voice right uh-huh. Keanu Reeves was in negotiations could
1: you imagine
0: to be the director in this movie
1: he's somebody we haven't mentioned to be a franchise star to bring into this I
0: haven't because I knew he was in this
1: and I didn't want to bring his name up sure I think that was the right move and he would have been excellent in this fran- It's franchise it's in of- this franchise I don't think this is the role for him I agree I think in Hobbs and Shaw, it doesn't work. I think he would work better in a fast, yes. mainline fast movie. Yeah. I think he would be an excellent choice. But for a Hobbs and Shaw movie,
0: no. As the big bad, As too. the big
1: bad, I just don't think... I think it's too... And again, I mean, this is the guy who's done The Matrix and... You John know, Wick. And John Wick, but this almost feels a little too out of his depth. As, well, as I think his he's, depth, but I think it's just a little too... Silly, I, to a point. Yeah, well, I think he's
0: too. I think he his action stuff is too serious. Right. I know he he's done it because he does stuff like speed and that's like an action, but it's it's goofy. Those are nineties, though. Yeah. yeah, and it's been so long. And yeah. I know he did just do Bill and Ted. And he really nailed that. Yeah. Again, but but it's to to do something like this to be a big vet bad in this movie. Now that we established that. It is so ridiculous. It is. That's a difficult job. And I don't know if that's something that he's suited for. I think that he would be better. I also, I don't want to waste somebody like him in, in not waste, but like, I don't want to use somebody like him in Hobbs
1: and Shaw. I want him in a main franchise. movie. Right. Right. I agree with you. I don't think he fits in that world.
0: Yeah. So he was in negotiations. The character did not physically appear in the movie. The role was eventually voiced by, it's credited by as Champ Nightingale, Mm -hmm. but it is actually Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. You figured it out. Yep. Does the Um, voice. He, this now apparently this was considered just a replacement voice mm-hmm. and was not intended to imply that Locke, the character of Locke is going to Place, be the, is the, going to be the
1: big, big yeah. it's it's so disembodied that you can't even tell it's Ryan yeah. Reynolds, honestly. Like yeah. as I was listening to the voice, I was like, I don't know who that is. Yeah. So. Because
0: obviously, like, you know, he does say that he does have a relationship with Hobbes, and like people are thinking like, well, that could be Ryan Reynolds' character, and you know, he, maybe he's mad that he doesn't have the he doesn't get the love back from Hobbs, and maybe that's why he's doing this. Yeah, but I don't, I don't think no, so. No, 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 There's no. Way. Um, and again, I don't want to see that. Yeah, <laughs> uh, the, the Rock reportedly uh, tried very hard to get Jason Momoa in this movie as one of his brothers.
1: That would have been good.
0: And, and he couldn't get him. Uh, it came close. Apparently it came down to just... There wasn't time. Scheduling
1: conflicts. Hmm. Um, I do know what Momoa was shooting. Maybe there was... Maybe a show, maybe? I don't know. I'm trying I to know. think 2018 what he could have been doing. I don't know what he Aquaman was doing. Aquaman was out already.
0: Yeah, well, I think it was, yeah. But you know, The Rock commented on this by saying, uh, next Hobbs movie for sure. So if they do Hobbs and Shaw 2... Apparently he, he's gonna he's gonna nice. Momoa again. That's
1: great. So I'm glad. Uh,
0: I'm guessing that it will be a bigger role
1: though, because I can't it imagine. Sounds like he wants him right. for a supporting role. Yeah, they're and, not and, gonna and give also, him. Also, it's Momoa. He's a star in his own right. I now.
0: wonder if maybe Momoa was supposed to be the Cliff Curtis role. Oh,
1: you're right. That probably that would have really worked. And then worked. setting up
0: a, a sequel if they you know if they go with yeah, that. So, yeah, I, I don't know. That would have really worked. Um, uh, Shane Black was apparently once considered to direct the film.
1: Hmm, interesting. Yeah, so, he's, he's kind of, I can see that.
0: <laughs> uh, other fun facts. Uh, pitcher Dwayne Johnson and his father Rocky Johnson can be spotted during a scene in Samoa. Yeah. Uh, Chris Morgan mentioned that he did include the line, there's things I've done that I have to make amends for as a response for the Justice for Han campaign that, that Shaw says, like we mentioned earlier. Interesting. So that specific like gonna... line is meant to be uh, a reference to that and kind of a redemption for, uh, for Shaw.
1: It kind—I of, mean, it's not a redemption, but it sounds like they're going to uh, maybe come back around to it. Then,
0: yeah. Idris Elba refused to say the line "Black James Bond," yes. <laughs> and instead got the line changed to "Black Superman." And uh, the actress for Hobbes's daughter was switched from the previous film. The character was previously played by Eden Estrella and is now played by El- Eliana Sua. Good for her. So, yeah, that's cool. I have a whole bunch of references. You mentioned it. There's a whole bunch uh, of references yeah. in this movie. I got a whole bunch of references. Let's do it. This is to a lot of the actors' careers, but just other things that kind of stood out to me sure. and, and felt a little weird. So, sure. some of the references this is very self-referential. Sure, yeah. This movie, the suit that Idris Elba's Brixton wears. Now, this this has not been confirmed. I did look this mm. up. I saw a picture of this. It could be anything. I don't. Sure. I have not. I tried to see if anybody from the movie came out and said this. Right. Right. But this is another one of the things that if this is what this is, this is a weird connection. Yeah. It has a, a on like the right collarbone, like uh like three rectangles or a couple rectangles, kind of connecting to look like a W, and that is the uh, looks very similar to if not is the Wayland Corporation logo. I don't know if you know what the Wayland Corporation Corporation no. is. The Wayland yutani Corporation is from the Alien franchise. It's the it's so the main to it's the main corporation in the franchise yeah, okay. that kind of starts all of it. Right, right, right. And Idris Elba appeared as an employee of the Wayland Corporation in the film Prometheus.
1: Interesting. Look, I would buy that. I would yeah, buy but, that if that was like. But uh, again, are they connecting this to Alien? They, oh God! Almighty. Because if they're connecting this movie to any franchise, why isn't it Jurassic Park? Why isn't it Jurassic Park? Why <laughs> is it Alien? Why is it not Jurassic Park? Come on, guys. Come on. Or, Vindi, or, or, guys. Or just tr- imagine with me. Come on, right now. Vin Diesel, right off the top, right off a Brontosaurus, onto a pterodactyl, and then he takes the car into a T-Rex's mouth, chokes the T-Rex, drives out, and then gets into a uh, head-on fight with the Triceratops. Thank you very much. Or anything, the obvious one's Transformers. Yeah, oh. <laughs> why haven't we talked about that? Dom driving Dom, Bumblebee. I mean, yeah, why not driving Bumblebee. Bumblebee um, you know, somebody. somebody's in control of Optimus Prime. Yeah. That would be incredible. Yeah. Oh, my God. A
0: Mini Cooper is shown, like you mentioned, and yes. Shaw mentions that he used the car for a job in Italy, referencing Statham's role in the Italian job.
1: Yeah, so if you haven't seen that movie, go watch it. No, I'm just kidding. It doesn't, it's not important.
0: David Leitch, director of Deadpool 2, contacted Ryan Reynolds about joining the film. Uh, Ryan Reynolds, Rom Dolaney, and Eddie Marston... Uh, who plays the Doctor? Yes, are all featured in Deadpool Two. Nice. The Rock wears a shirt with an uh, and the number seven on it. This seven is e- either a possible reference to his his production company Seven Bucks uh-huh. Production, or to the fact that he's a seven-time WWE champion. A seven-time so. WWE
1: champion. Why is he even acting?
0: <laughs> when asked if he is going to hit Shaw with a chair, Hobbs says, No, I'm going to turn this some b**** sideways and stick it down your throat. A reference to one of his wrestling catchphrases. Yeah, very famous uh, uh, wrestling catchphrase. It's a phrase. different hole
1: in the wrestling catchphrase. Yes. But um, yes. Yeah, it's a different hole. <laughs> the backside one.
0: Uh, multiple wrestling references in this film include uh, the phrase, Can a whoop and the Rock does like shots, kind of similar to Stone Cold does. Yeah, he does double shot. Yeah, yeah. Roman Reigns uses his signature moves, the spear and the Simoan drop. I yep. don't know if you noticed. I that did see that in yeah. this film. And Hobbs's daughter makes fun of him for his raised eyebrow, which yes. is the people's eyes. When he's uh, so.
1: he's like, I don't do that. I don't do that. And then he goes, Oh, uh, wait. And he does the eyebrow. Yep. Yeah, it's fun.
0: Kevin Hart appears in a small role in reference to his friendship and frequent collaborations with The Rock, and. This feels very like there's a lot of pop culture references here, which doesn't feel right to me in sure. this movie. They mentioned Game of Thrones, Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings, and the Muppets all within this movie. Yeah, just kind of as insults, and then the, the weird Ryan Reynolds Game of Thrones joke. Yeah, it's weird to me because we don't see a lot of like pop culture references in the other movies. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And it's weird that we're that's kind of this is kind of filled to the brim
1: with them. So yeah, I agree.
0: So let's talk about the future of the franchise. Uh, should there be a sequel to this? I hope not. Well I, I I wish there wasn't, but we know there's going to be. Uh there um, they did confirm a Hobbs and Shaw too. I think if they do it right,
1: it could be better than this. I, I think mean, they need to learn some lessons from this one. I, I'm not holding out hope for that. With The Rock and Statham producing, I, I just I don't know if that's gonna be possible. <laughs> like I feel like they're just gonna want to do the same thing and just make it bigger and crazier and dive even more into the science fiction. I just have a feeling that's where it's gonna yeah. go. And I think they're just gonna do. I mean, it's very clear they're gonna do whatever they want. I I, yeah. I don't think there's any uh, there's any doubt about that. But I personally I don't think so. But I I know they're going to. No, you're I, I get that. Um, I yeah, I have more
0: interest in seeing these guys come back to the main series than than anything else. If they make it, I'll see it. Obviously, well, we have to. We have to see. It. We have to see. It. Um, we have to see uh, Hobbs and Shaw too. But I would rather see Shaw and Hobbs pop up in in the next Fast and Furious. Sure. What do you want to see in the future if they do make a Hobbs and Shaw 2? What do you want to see?
1: I want to see them tone back the egos big time. I think now that they've already kind of opened the can of science fiction, I don't think you can close that. You know? I think I wish they could pull it back, but I kind of think they're gonna keep going in that direction. Really, I want the egos pulled back, and honestly, I kind of want some of the comedic elements pulled back a little bit. Yes, um, that's a big one for me. But like I said, I, I'd like to see science fiction stuff pulled back, but I think they've already opened that can of worms, and I don't think there's any hope of putting a lid back on that. Yeah, no, that's basically what I how I feel. Oh, great. Uh, I, I mean,
0: I, th- I I kind of wrote down specifically uh, Ryan Reynolds is way too uh, much in this movie. I think you made um, your feelings <laughs> clear. But yeah, I, I don't think I need to. Not uh, talk about that anymore. Big question. Uh, what franchise story would you add to this franchise? I mean, look, we already, in this movie alone, we have The Rock, Jason Statham, Ryan Reynolds, and Kevin Hart. All a kind of, a of a dabbled th- in franchises. Yeah, I mean, right? a lot of them. Because even Kevin Hart's in the Jumanji movies. Sure is. So, you know, adding another one is kind of, you know, who is left to even put in here, right? We we already mentioned they they aimed at Keanu Reeves, they aimed at Momoa, you know, who do you put in? I have some interesting ones. I kind of looked at more of like, maybe like comedic actors because there are a lot of comedy elements in this movie. And I feel like, you know, if you want to cast somebody in here, maybe you should have somebody with a comedic background. Sure. The obvious role to fill is the Eton director. Yes. yes. I know you said you had some uh, possibilities. You know, who do you think you can maybe put in that role or and do you have any ideas?
1: Okay. So here's where I'm leaning. This is my big one. I don't think this is an actor you would think necessarily but i think he does feel like kind of the comedic elements role mm-hmm. but also is dabbling in franchises more now and actually no he was part of a huge franchise and we're kind of seeing him start to come back to that i would put mr michael keaton bro as, did you write? Bro. That? Bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you wrote michael Keaton. i didn't see that he's my main choice i didn't see it i didn't see it i just said it Michael Keaton is who you get. Yeah. You get Michael Keaton, right? Oh, God. Like, he's fantastic. This is the first time we've ever had this <laughs> That's wild. Because I... he's got the comedic elements, but he's got the intimidating factor. Yeah, he's got the intimidating factor, and with where they're going, come on. He would be excellent in this movie. He would be so good. I mean, this is right up his lane. Yeah, he... And like I said, he's starting to dabble in franchises more than he ever has now, since Batman. So, we're really starting to see him, like, go into that world. And, you know, he, he will do a big franchise movie yeah. like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And for a one movie role as the Eton director, he would be awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I think he would. Uh, other names I wrote down, um, some
0: interesting ones. Just... Before I thought of Michael Keaton, I, I do have Mark Wahlberg. I know you're not a fan of him, but this is something that he would. He do. He would do it. He and would do and it. I think he would. I think he would could fit into this. I'm gonna be honest.
1: I'm surprised uh, The Rock didn't get a Mark
0: Wahlberg cameo. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, <laughs> I, I, I think that I think that he would be good because he can physically. He physically fits the role. Like sure. You you could go with either a. You know, again, we can have somebody who physically can can go toe to toe with these guys. Sure. Or somebody who can mentally go toe to toe with mm-hmm. these guys. Michael Keaton is the mentally go toe to toe with right. Right. these guys. Uh, two other names I wrote down. Um, interesting choices are because I kind of looked at like who are like the comedic franchise actors, sure. and, and, and that's kind of where I got Michael Keaton because <laughs> uh, well, we know him, I guess Batman and stuff. But he is, you know, he Beetlejuice and Mr. Mom and stuff like that. Yeah. So um, Owen Wilson would be an interesting choice, choice because,
1: especially after just working low. Well, that's somewhere. exactly
0: what I was thinking. Yeah. Like, he showed that he can kind of be. Merge the silliness with the seriousness in Loki, yeah, and, and and something like this. I thought that would be really really good. That's at a that. great choice. And the other one is this a, is this a different pick, but
1: it's Tyler Perry. Ooh, Tyler Perry. Yeah. That's a great choice. I, I wouldn't have thought of that.
0: He is known as this character, this Medea uh-huh. character, right? But but when you see him out of that costume, out of that character. I think he's a really good actor from yeah. what I've seen, and, and he can really kind of deliver. And, and to see him maybe try to be intimidating and serious like this, I, I would like to see him try. Yeah, so
1: that's fantastic. That's a really good choice. But I think Michael The main Keaton, choice is Michael Keaton. The main choice is Michael Keaton. I'm going to throw one more name out there, just because I think this would be interesting. It's a male voice coming through the thing. What if it's a female, though, on the other end? They're just disguising their voice. Sandra Bullock yeah well I think
0: we pitched her didn't we pitch her, on- Have we yeah. pitched her I, maybe
1: I really well, want Sandra Bullock yeah. in these movies I'm just gonna say it I think she would be excellent as the Etion yeah. director like she's like she would be the one like it's disguising the voice as yeah, a male because voice it could easily and then you be. walk yeah. through that door and it turns out, it's Sandra Bullock and you go oh my god Sandra but Bullock!"
0: I'm never gonna complain we get more women in these movies okay uh we're wrapping up here we gotta get into our rankings this is <laughs> this this is tough man we haven't even done our we haven't even done our ratings uh, do you want to give our ratings now before yeah, we do
1: this? I think that would probably be best. Before I know we do.
0: you've kind of solidified your rating. Um,
1: I'm still sticking with three. I'm sticking uh, with three stars for me. I
0: initially was going to give this. Um, I was going to give this three and a half stars. I think I might stick with three and a half stars simply for the fact that I don't know if this is better, uh-huh. but I think it's more enjoyable than the first four movies in this series. It is. Like if you ask me to pick. Fast one, two, three, or 4, or Hobbs and Shaw to watch. Yes. I'm going to pick Hobbs and Shaw, because I think the, the action sequences provide a more enjoyable time. Right. But I gave the first Fast and Furious movie three and a half stars. So I can't give this anything lower. Sure. And I stand by the Fast and Furious as being the first one being three and a half stars. It is. But I, I think that's a better movie, but uh-huh. I think this is more enjoyable. So I, I'm going to stick with three and a half stars just for a fun time. But the more I think about this movie and I wonder if the more I rewatch this movie if this is going to kind of really bring it down because the, like I mentioned I really in the moment I was like this is great I'm having a great time and the more I thought about this movie the more my head started to spin and I was like I yeah. I, th- I, really at one point during this week I said to myself I think this movie is going to break me
1: I think I, I think this is going to get worse with more watches yeah. that's how I feel about it I have a ranking of where I would put this yeah alright well let's
0: go through our ranking this is now the ninth film so let's start yes. at number nine Uh, let's do nine Too Fast Too
1: Furious eight Tokyo Drift, seven. Fast and Furious four, six. The Fast and the Furious a five. Hobbs and Shaw.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's, that's exactly what I'm thinking. You could argue to me that the original movie is better than this, a uh-huh. better movie than this, right? But I think this is more enjoyable. Yeah, you know, this I, is the this is more of the popcorn movie, the I, the popcorn I,
1: blockbuster action movie. I agree with you. I think Hobbs and Shaw fits at five and it, it it is better than the first movie it yeah. is it just is 4 fate of the furious 3 Fast and Furious six,
0: and then we have our top two. We've been flip flopping. Yeah, I think last week we put uh we put Fast Five, five up. On top. So uh, let's put Five at second and put Seven okay. back up top. Yeah,
1: okay, we'll flip them again. Fast Five at two and Furious Seven at one. And I
0: will say when we do our retrospective episode, it's gonna know, be definitive. Uh we're, we're obviously we'll make it definitive. There's another two movies in this. I, I may actually I've been thinking about maybe flip flopping uh, near really? the bottom, near the bottom of this list, near the bottom. Uh, yeah, you... I might be flip flopping. Not not the bottom. But near the bottom. And, and,
1: I'm going to say it's probably Tokyo and Fast 4.
0: we got to have a conversation when we do the retrospective okay. episode. I don't want to touch them yet. Okay. But I, I think that that I, I listened to the episodes where we talked about Tokyo Drift and, and Fast and you Furious. You think Tokyo is better. And I, I may be leaning more towards Tokyo. I've got to think about Can it. Can
1: I tell you right now? I thought the same thing. <laughs> I thought the same thing. I had the same feeling. And look, so, here's the thing. This is the great thing. Until that retrospective... Yeah, this is... This is all... We're so going to leave it. We, yeah. we rank it at the end because we just want to have a ranking going into the next Yeah, part. yeah. But once we get to that retrospective episode, that is going to be where we have to definitively rank these Yeah, movies, absolutely. And we have to have, like, this is it. This yeah. is our ranking and this is it. I like that, though. I really like that. We'll have that conversation. Yeah. But just so people know, so they're not like, why are these guys always flip-flopping? Yeah. The retrospective episodes where it will be... Set in stone, and we only we only have uh, two weeks before we uh, well, get to that. One more movie, and then we have a retrospective. We're into F nine next week. Yep. Yeah, I can't wait to watch it. So yeah, so just quickly, are you excited that we're kind of coming to the end of this franchise? Can you believe? That we're coming up to the last it, movie. I just we're uh, at the end here. I just want to mention it. We're uh, going into F nine.
0: It is going to be bittersweet. It really is going to be bittersweet. I'm going to miss this franchise. I'm going to yeah. miss these characters, and yeah. I'm a little nervous because you know when we go to our next franchise, mm-hmm. I wonder if if maybe we will be like this isn't the Fast and Furious like yeah. we're so ing- ingrained ing- right ingrained now. into what this franchise is that anything else we do maybe you know it's just it's not it's going to feel different and we may feel this way as we go from that franchise to the next one you know sure. what i mean and moving on from that i uh, you know because we will i imagine you know we will you know get attached to these franchises and sure. as we are approaching the end of them we had to kind of have to kiss them goodbye and move on to the next one and and they everything is different you know yeah. we know what we're going to be working on next it feels completely different than this yes You know,
1: I think this uh, kind of establishes the importance of the retrospective episode that is kind of kind of the time to give our final thoughts and let it go. Yeah, I think I think that's the importance of the retrospective. We're going to have time to give our final thoughts on this franchise, give a definitive ranking of everything, you know, talk about other things and then just kind of let it go. And we have to move on. We have to clear our minds and move on to the next one. And I think that's really important, and it is going to feel different. You're absolutely right, yeah. going on to what we're doing next, which, as you said, is different. But it's important that we do it. Yeah. So.
2: And we'll
0: announce that on the retrospective episode, what, what are our next franchise is. Yes, coming soon. So, yep. After absolutely. After F9. After F9, one more week. <laughs> Before we get into, you know, we wrap this up, mm-hmm. we did mention, you know, we did make a promise. We would talk about... <laughs> oh, we still got to talk um, about all um, that. Oh, um, my gosh. You know, we'll make it quick. Yeah. But there, um, you know, look... And I'm probably going to put a warning at the beginning of this episode. Just, just uh, yeah. for anybody who may be listening at work or, or you know, whatever or around people, not safe. You know,
1: for work. NSFW.
0: I am going to censor this, right? But, but I just still like to let people be aware of it. You know, there are there is a lot of references to these guys. Like there, uh, there's in this movie. They stopped this movie multiple times to go, "Hey, I have a big," d-. like, <laughs> yeah.
1: like that. It, you
0: mentioned it. I mean, yeah. you literally mentioned it at the top of the show. This is There are so many References to Gee my dick Is so big
1: My L- balls are huge I
0: mean literally Jason Statham Throws the rock A pair of pants And he says They might be Loose mm-hmm. around the balls Because they're They're so big What kind of comment Even is that <laughs> Like like I guess
1: It's <laughs> crazy I that's guess that,
0: that's To get around censors Yeah But but like Who references That they're Like not like I got big balls Like I'm brave yeah. I My t- are large like who's what kind of that's not a
1: brag you got to go to the doctor bro. I was gonna say, that's, that's a medical issue your ball should not be that big no it is it is like the amount of um d- talk in this movie is unbelievable that's what was taking me out of it yeah, like, yeah. i was watching this and like every single time, it, it felt like we were moving ahead in the story. It stopped, and it, and the rocks going. I'm so well endowed. Yeah. And then it would well, stop again. And like you said, Jason Statham talking about his balls. And then it would go back to the rock talking about how big his dick is. Yeah. Well, one of the big and jokes I'm in this like, movie. What is going on here? One of the big jokes in this movie is literally
0: Jason Statham makes some fake identities, and he's you know his sister's whatever, and he's whatever, and then and then uh, Dwayne Johnson, you know, Hobbs is is Michael Oxmall aka Mike Oxmall small do you get it isn't that isn't that wonder isn't that hilarious how
1: great is that and it's it's wild i mean i really like that those dialogue choices for me that's what made these characters less interesting well that felt like
0: that is a joke from the 1990 season of the simpsons that bart would make on a prank phone call to moe's yes and that is such a like Dated joke. Like, why are you going? That's such a dated and cheap joke. Why are you going for that? And uh, they end the movie. They end the movie with a joke that the police are looking for Hugh Anus. Like what? Hugh Janus. Yeah.
1: What? What? Hugh Janus. Hugh Janus. Does everybody get it? But it's it's really that's how you end the movie. That's how that's your post credit scene. That's how you're ending the movie. That's what you're gonna leave people with as they walk out of the theater. Not like. A, a an exciting like here's what we're thinking for Hobbes 2 we're going to leave it on a, on a on a butthole joke yeah that's what we're going to do yeah. and I, I just couldn't really stand that dialogue and, and having to listen to them go back and forth like I just I, I was like oh my god like he was constantly just you're going to walk in there with your dick and it's going to be small and it's going to be a <laughs> tiny little p- and you're just like <laughs> that's my statham thank you Thank you everybody. <laughs> Please put your hands back on your steering steering wheels. Stop applauding. It's gonna be okay. <laughs> it's just like that it, it, it is very it's
0: very... It takes you out of the movie, is what we're saying. Like,
1: like, look, we're not... And that that was what I was trying to say earlier with Vin Diesel. Vin Diesel, at no point, like you said, over the course of eight movies, never talks about how big his dick is, how huge his balls are. (laughs) He doesn't have to. No! Because he's just cool. Like, you just know. and Well, you don't know. We don't know. (laughs) But I've never seen it, (laughs) it. But it's like one of those things where, like, I think you made a really good point where... The, the difference in egos where you're saying Vin Diesel out of eight movies has never ever once referenced that. Whereas you move to this movie and it's two guys who can't stop talking about yeah. it. And it's like, it feels like you are watching. Yeah. And I think this ta- speaks to your point even more of it feels like, you're not watching characters it feels like you're actually watching how these actors actually yeah. feel about themselves yeah. and are maybe just referencing themselves so much and how how huge their junk yeah, is well, they just can't stop talking about it and it's like is that really well, the, like the depth of your character the rock makes a joke about Jason Statham having these
0: all these cars about having to overcompensate yeah he's the one that won't stop talking about him
1: him and, and how big he is yeah he's like he's like oh overcompensating a bit and he's like and but even statham Oh, if anything, I'm undercompensating. Yeah. Like it always has to mm. be back to like no, my d is big. Yeah. And it's just kinda like But why who, do we have to keep doing this? Like just drop it. First off it like, felt like a comedy from the two thousands. That's what I want to say. Yeah. it felt like yes. a comedy from the two thousands. First off, we're not prudes. Like, like we're, it's not like we're. I'm not offended
0: by this, right? Yeah. But like, and like, in you know, we use language in our own personal lives. You no, know, I do censor this podcast because you know we're putting it out in public, and and I don't know who's listening to it. Sure. Um, you know, just because I don't want anybody to be offended. We try. No.
1: We try to censor ourselves here. Yeah,
0: but but like it, it's just who talks like that. Andrew, uh, we have been friends for we've been very very close friends <laughs> yeah. for eleven years yeah. at least at, at least, least eleven at years at least eleven years and 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 even more than that and I've never once we you've never said it, I've never said it we've never said it, we've never had this conversation
1: about it who talks like that no. and maybe that's too much information no. <laughs> no no if it, they're creating this situation where. You know, like they're acting like this is how men talk. And it's like you're you're putting out a false image here. This is not how every man talks, and nor should they. There shouldn't be side conversations where they're just going, God, I'm so big. Like nobody wants that. No. If that's for me, that's uncomfortable. Yeah. When like I don't I don't care how big your is. I really don't. It it, it doesn't matter to me. I don't care. And I don't want to hear it in a movie. Like, no. I don't need to hear these actors claiming how big they are. Why do I care about no, that? It, like, give me give give me more depth to the Hobbs and Shaw character yeah. more than just this physical thing you're so infatuated with, you know? If
0: there was one or two, but it's to the point that it is... Like, I mentioned to you, like, I literally texted you, like, when you watch this movie, keep this in mind, yeah. just how big they yeah, are. And just, you're like, <laughs> ha ha ha. And then you're like, oh man, you're you're right. Yeah, like, you're right. You're mean, right. It's,
1: it's crazy. They just constantly talk about it. And it's, it, it for this movie, in this franchise... If, again, if
0: this was its own thing, it's you can do whatever you want. I don't care. But you, you, you are taking over. Do- <laughs> they are hijacking this franchise yes. and doing whatever they want yeah. with it. Yeah. And it's it's ridiculous. It is crossing a line <laughs> of this franchise. I mean, like I mentioned, I understand why Vin Diesel's upset because they made something and he, and they went. But we're going to take that and we're going to make something completely different and we're going to use your name.
1: Yeah. That's what really got me. I was, yeah, it's it's really wild. They're doing whatever they want. We're going to use your name and we're going to do whatever we want. We're going to make it a science fiction comedy action movie. And you're just going to deal with Vin Diesel? Sorry, but look. Yeah. I, look, I, I, I don't think, want to go on a tangent. I, let's, let's not go on for too long. Yeah. I think that's, I, I I think it's important that we just yeah. talked about it, though, because I wanted to put out there that I don't think it's putting out the right image for males. Yeah. That these two main characters are talking about this all the time. And I think it, it takes away from the movie. It takes away from I don't know, just the story in general. But also, it me it, it just, to me, it just puts out the wrong. Because the majority of people who are seeing this movie are maybe teenage boys. They don't need to be seeing this and, and thinking but that this is how men talk. It feels like Please, this is the, that's the, the love humor they're God. going for. Yeah, them. and I know that's the humor they're going for. But for the love of god let's not breed another generation to just talk like this it's yeah. just you know so i just want to say that no you're
0: absolutely right and with that another show comes to an end a uh, thank you to tony as always and a big thank you to all of our listeners we truly appreciate every person who gives us a chance uh, we're having a great time doing this and we hope you're enjoying listening as well uh, we are available on most major podcasting locations such as apple Podcasts, spotify google Podcasts, and some more Give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram, at FranchiseMePod. You can see all of our rankings on Letterboxd. Our username is FranchiseMe. It's one word. Uh, You can send us an email, FranchiseMePod at gmail.com. Next week, all roads lead to this as we reunite the crew one last time. For now, as we discuss the newest film in the Fast franchise, F9, The
2: Fast Saga. Yes. We are beyond excited on this one, and we'll see you next week. All righty.